Good morning. Morning. Everybody. Hey. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> it's a beautiful day out today. Why is that, Mike, that every time we do a podcast or something, it is absolutely beautiful outside? Uh, Always. The flying gods aren't with us. Well, thanks for joining us this Sunday morning. We are back in the $20 studio. Uh, no, didn't we, we upgrade it to 60 Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're up to 60 uh, we decided to do another show because we were up at the Toledo show, Week Signals, our annual trek every year to go see what's new and great and have a little fun and catch up with everybody and meet people. So we thought, you know what? What the heck? Let's jump back in the studio and uh, do it again. Right, Mike? Exactly. Yeah. Before we forget everything. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, here we are in the studio. Mike Coolins joining us. Everyone's favorite Canadian on Skype here, on the big screen, Andre Russo. Good morning. So he can pick our brains and ask us questions, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Uh, We are live on Facebook if you want to join us. I think Andre put up a link also on our uh, uh, webpage, right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. It is all there. If you click on RC After Hours slash podcast, and this is show number two. Yes. uh, It is up and running, and that should give you uh, your direct direct stream from Facebook. So you don't even have to be a subscriber, but you can't comment, which is half the fun, I think. Right. I agree. Um, Okay, real quick. Before we get going, everything's... We're getting into the show. We got to throw out all the information again because we're still getting lots and lots of questions. What's going on? Why is the name changed? Blah, blah, blah. So I have to throw this information out real quick. We'll try to be brief and get into everything because we don't want Richard to get upset at us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all the social media is RC After Hours now, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Everything's changed over. We do have a website, rcafterhours.com. Our email has changed. Uh, please send any questions, comments, and the crash stories. We're starting to get the crash stories are starting to come in now. So uh, send them to, to the email at rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. You so, got it. There you have it. Okay. Oh, uh, a couple other questions. Um, people were asking us about Patreon. We are on Patreon. Uh, we are asking for you guys to kind of help us out. We, we do have some people that are already contributing that is fantastic. I'm ac- absolutely uh, shocked about that. And um, and like you said before, that most of the, I mean, we're hoping to get products. Yeah, what we want to kind of do is to make um, the show better. Just uh, yeah, it. help pay for some of the costs and the, the the servers and the you know everything. And we'd like to get some products and review them and you know get so some if they information. Help out and they yeah. like the show. That's a great way right. to keep it going. Yep. So uh, if you're trying to find us on Patreon, all you got to do is go to patreon.com in the search bar, put in RC space after hours, we'll pop right up. And we're also already for you guys have already kind of donated. Um, we have a couple things in the works, maybe some giveaways, could be some planes or some products. So stay tuned. We'll give you more information as that uh, evolves a little bit more. But we are working on some stuff for you, Patreon people that have helped us out. We're going to get some stuff out to you, uh, maybe have a little contest or a drawing. Um, the other thing real quick I wanted to throw out there, we're kind of been racking our brain. We really would like to have an RC After Hours logo. So any of you people out there that listen to us, they're maybe in the designing world or a designer or whatever, please 
draw up some log- logos, send them to me uh, through the email. I'd like to pick one out. That way, if we, we get a, lo- a logo and we like it and everything, we definitely would like to get some stickers going. Maybe here soon we can get some shirts out. So get a logo. RC After Hours. The only thing I'd like to see, if you guys listen to us, you know what we like. I definitely would like some kind of radiant in there of, you know, it could be just the outline of the radar or whatever. It would be pretty cool to have a tricopter in there, uh, you know, because we love the tricopter and David's a big part of the show and he's helping support us. So if you could incorporate maybe a tricopter and a radian and the F, you know, an RC after hours logo, we'll see what you guys can do. I'm kind of excited to see that. And again, we'll, we'll see what we can do. You know, if we get pick a logo, pick a winner. See if we can do something for you. All right. If anything else, any, like I said, questions, comments, just hit me up on email and we'll uh, try to. I think everything's good. I haven't heard any complaints. I don't know if you have, Andre. I think everybody has found us uh, uh, through iTunes or their Android um, apps. I did run into one person, our buddy Jason Bash, up at the show. He said he's, he couldn't find us. We went to his phone, got his podcast app, boom, found it right away. He's got us locked yep. in. So everything should be should be pretty good at that end i think we're okay yeah i think we're uh we're, we're getting there it's uh it's you know from our end it's definitely been a uh it's definitely been a uh an interest interesting climb for us learning the uh learning it from the you know inside and all the little gears and elements that are required to make it work so we're that beeping there. is on my end oh, you're charging batteries right so you're gonna get everybody <laughs> mad at us because you're charging batteries <laughs> and your charger is beeping. Yes, I may have to go and turn it. That's that. That's that one. One of the ones that does not shut off. So I may oh. have to go up and, and turn it off. The other ones all beep and then be quiet. You know. Uh, did it stop? No, it's still nope, going. Still all right, going. I'm going to run and do this. You guys keep talking. Talk among yourselves. I'll right. be back. We will. Where's we have plenty mute? of things to discuss. That's yeah. for sure. Well, don't go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, we make our annual trip up to the Weak Signals RC show. Which I'd completely forgot about until, what which, was it, Friday night? <laughs> You're yeah. like, you know, this is tomorrow. This yeah, weekend. it kind of snuck up on us rather the fast. And, yeah. you know, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive up there, and we got to meet up uh, with Adam Drain and Peter Searle came up and kind of hung out with those guys for a little while, which is always great. Um, okay, now I'm probably going to get hate mail for this, Mike. And I, I just have to talk about it. And I guess I'm, I'm curious to see if anybody has the same opinion or agrees with me. I, I don't know. Here, here's my thoughts on the show this year. Now, we've been going up there probably about six years now, somewhere around there, right? Close to it. And this year, I was really, really noticing that the show is just, I won't, I don't want to say gone downhill and <laughs> this sounds so bad I, I want everybody to know if they've never went to the show or you're interested definitely go because it's it's cool to see there are a lot of huge events yeah it's a big event even though it the, might have been the, scaled down it's yeah still very the swap huge. meet you know upstairs is still really cool and there was a, a ton a ton of stuff up there at the swap meet this year but Looking back, say, four, five, six years ago, like first few times we went there, it was just unbelievable the amount of products there, people from all over the place, Um, a lot of companies coming in from, you know, China, bringing products, new products, new batteries, new type of chart, you know, stuff like that where, you know, you don't normally see. 
generally some of the big hobby companies brought always brought out something new you know during the the week I got something in my eye mike like it's driving me nuts. and you're right on there for sure there's no doubt about that and it was just this huge big big to do like it was just awesome people and, wanted to re- do big, some big reveal reveals yeah. almost every booth had some type of reveal or new thing and, and I, we didn't see that no and this, this year we walked in there andre and it was just kind of like what happened yeah what happened and the thing that really i noticed this year is again it used to be a show so you you know there was always some vendors there selling stuff don't get me wrong always but it seemed like andre every aisle had three four five spots of people just selling stuff like i don't want to buy i don't know they had stuff there like clean your headlights or fix your head. You know what I mean? Just stuff like it's not even RC related. Yeah. So like, they, they were just filling the aisles. Yeah. Kind of. That's in some aspects. Yeah. yeah. And then, Oh man. The, yeah. That was kind of the, bad. The headlight. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that was, was really like, bad. What is, what is <laughs> going on? I, I, you know, I can get product, you know, and it's everything like a lot of, RC tools and servo leads and servos and adapters and wire and wire and cutters. And of course, the one adapter I was looking for, there was none in yeah, stock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, or they wanted like you're, you're pounded with all the selling stuff, and I can't yeah. find the one little item I was trying right. to find, which happened to be like a Deanston XT30. Yeah. No, I did find some, but the prices were. I was like, oh my gosh, I'll, yeah. I'll build them before and I pay the, that. That's the, just insane. Yeah, the pricing the, on them. The one place we did find them, I only had one left. Yeah, and that was, was a good deal yeah, too. And, was, and yeah. I'm like, well, that probably explains why that bin's empty. Yeah. And the other thing that, and I'm probably gonna get hate mail for this too, um, but I, I think, and I'm not 100% sure, we were all talk, talking amongst us. Andre, in the back, like where another couple rows are, they took out, like a whole section and they put in a drone racing thing there. Yeah, a whole wall. A whole wall, giant wall. wall. About 10 yards out from that wall, they was, had a net that went to the ceiling yeah. and they just netted it all off for uh, right. the drone racing. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for the drone racing and I think it's cool that, you know, if people haven't seen it or, or, or whatever, that's awesome. And I don't know for a fact, Andre, if they couldn't get enough people in there to fill it and was like, oh, what are we going to do? Hey, let's put some drugs. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. That's okay. But it was just still disappointing to where usually we got that much more space with more vendors and more products that they just didn't fill up. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Interesting. And were they running the races consistently or was it just like Pretty consistently, I would say. We weren't over there. It yeah. didn't entice us as much, I guess. Maybe someone new to it would be more enticed, but yeah. we, we wanted to look at the other things that the exhibit offered, so we didn't stick around there too often. Right. But it did seem like yeah. it was mm-hmm. continuously run. And they made a, might have had different levels. When we were over there, I noticed they were racing the inductrixes. Yeah. But I think they did have maybe the larger scale or whatever. Yeah. Three minutes. Three minutes of racing, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Three minutes. And it's just kind of funny because when you're flying the inductrix in the house, it feels fast, kind of looks fast. But when you get it in a giant big area, it's just like, I'm like, Chris, they're not even going Yeah, Mike's like, I could smoke all of them. (laughs) I was getting a little cocky because I think I was losing perspective of the scale. And I'm like, Mike, you got to figure how big an area yeah, they're, they're, they're probably wide open. You <laughs> I know? said it didn't look like yeah. I said it looked like they were being ginger. I'm like, man, I was blowing through Chad's house way yeah. faster than that. 
So, <laughs> but off, you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, they were having a good time. The people there watching it or have never seen it or were yeah. intrigued by it. I think they could have did that if they if it was strictly in Doctrix, They could have used a lot less area. Well, but I don't know if they no. did. Did you see other yeah, sizes? I did, okay, I did okay, see then other, that justifies yeah, yeah. The, so. the area. And like even. Horizon Hobby generally puts on the best display there every year, hands down. Yes, and I agree. Even this year, Andre, their their setup was really scaled down. They had a lot less stuff there. I mean, most of it there was, I would say, the small stuff, the micro stuff, the um, yeah. foam, you know, e flight stuff. Like they didn't, I didn't really see any of the big large scales, you know, uh, airplanes that they usually bring or the big giant displays. So. And then I heard heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, that Habico wasn't even going to be there or have a booth there or whatever. In the last minute, they threw some stuff together and, you know, came in and they, theirs was really scaled down. It was just, I don't know. I was really kind of bummed about it. And I don't know why, because I, 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 my thinking is the hobby's starting to really kind of come back around. Things are picking up. You know, it seems to be thriving pretty good. There's tons of companies coming out with, you know, great products. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And it, it, my opinion is, is it really part of social media? Because I, I talked maybe on a, our last podcast or the podcast before, even before four, five, six years ago, we used to travel to Chicago for the iHobby show, which was this huge, giant RC show. They had everything there, Mike. Not only planes, you know, copters, cars, trucks, trains, models. It was everything. And it, it, the place was just enormous. They did robot, you know, uh, stuff there. It was you could spend almost two days there. You know, wow. we'd go up and go from the time the doors open till the time the doors shut. I mean, all day and barely get through yeah. everything. And that kind of went on the wayside. And you really don't see too much about that anymore. And now, so we started going to the week signal show, which is basically all about all things that fly in mm-hmm. general. Correct. But even this year, I, there was some, you know, quite a bit of car stuff there, truck stuff there, yeah, rock they had crawling a, they stuff. Had a, yeah, rock crawling. crawling so, there at the booth. you know, on the way home, it was big discussion between us like, man, what what's going on? Why are these shows kind of going away? And I, I'm just thinking it's a social media thing, you know, with everything yeah. out there now and everything is so quick to get out there. It's There's like no secrets yeah, I think, anymore. It's cheaper for things. these companies to fire up Facebook right Live. Yeah. Yeah, available. They don't. Well, yeah, they, yeah. That, that technology's come to them, and I wonder if they're rolling out the releases of their products a little sooner in the year now, so they can be on. You know, so they don't I, have any of these. Yeah. Oh, we're having manufacturer issues, and mm-hmm. you know, we announced this thing in late, you know, early April, but we're not going to be able to get it out to market now till like late September. That's you what know, I so maybe Chris. I think they're maybe revealing they're, things earlier too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so they can push the market and they can test the market and everything. So uh, so maybe it's a timing thing for the show because, I mean, last year, I'm trying to scratch my head. What did we see last year that really, I think it was well, like it was the, the, B, the was Razor. The B- B- or the, uh, was that last year? Yeah, last ago? year the big yeah. thing was the, the, micro, uh, the UMX. Yeah, the UMX reveals. B7 they were or the B25. And stuff. Yeah. And they, yeah. That was yeah. their big reveal. And, you know, I think it seemed like every year at least – some of the companies put out at least one new product or, or had something released very close to the show so they could, you know, you could go there and see. And my big thing is <laughs> I I want to see it, touch it. Yeah, he liked that. Like that's Which is huge good. to yeah. me. That's huge what the show is supposed to be about, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Like you're uh, interested in a product or, or, you know, whatever. And you're like been on the fence or read reviews. things but, look so different in person. We've mentioned that in numerous oh, yeah. times. You see it a picture and it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have much appeal to me. You see it at a show or under the lights and stuff. It's like, oh, man, this thing has some pop to it. You know, <laughs> we, we've pointed that out with different models. Right. And even. that's one of the things I want to talk about here a little bit when we get into the uh, Carbon Z Cessna. You know, I, oh, really, we, had, I really want to discuss that we, after we I will. thought about it. Yeah. yeah, we're going to go into that. Right. So that was cool. But so, uh, also, what was I going to say? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying oh, that with four of with four of us being so enticed by the RC hobby, mm -hmm. I kept asking people, I'm like, is there anything here you'd want to buy? Mm -hmm. And as much mm -hmm. as we want to buy things, I'm like, no one was giving me an answer. There was no big reveal, nothing mm -hmm. really overly enticing. Because I, I had I had money in my pocket. I, right. I, I had all intentions of buying something. And I let, we all four left there without buying a thing. Yeah. That's that's not like. That's scary. That's not like us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially me. I mean, I was eager to buy something. And no one could give me some input to say, well, maybe go with this. I think you're going to have a good time with this. There was one thing that enticed me, but I, I didn't pull the trigger yeah. on it. So. And that kind of kind of surprises me. It, it was. really does. And that was basically everyone we talked to were like, hey, what, what or, did you or see? Or are you done looking? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're done looking. And I was like, wow. It, right. it really caught me off guard. Not yeah. even a battery deal or anything, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm sure there were some deals there, but. I, I didn't even buy a connector for crying no. out loud. That's hard no. to believe. Yeah. And, and again, my big thing is, and I think, I think for a lot of people is to go there and actually see the, the products in your hand to touch it, you know, check it out, you know, talk to the, the product developers or the manufacturers more about it or, you mm -hmm. know, get, get your, their side and what their input is on the product. Right. Too. Right. Because they're going to point out the, the positive features. They worked on it. It's, oh, yeah. it's true to their heart. You and know? we, you know, we found out from talking to Stuart, like when, when you design and build and test an airplane, there's so much more to it. And they, they explain that to you and why they Even did this. Even with the Cessna, that was awesome to learn things that are hidden that you don't yeah. see with the eye. And you're right. like, oh, wow, that's going to improve it. Right. And they don't really explain deal. it that much in a description. And you don't under, really understand it in a that photo so on cool. the website. He did very good. Yeah. We'll, that we'll talk about yep. that here in a minute. Okay. Okay. Because that that really changed my view on things me too, on something me too. that I had no exactly. interest in. On and now instead nothing. of a couple downsizes, I'm thinking there's probably just one yeah. that one one bad thought on my part for that plane. Yeah, but it's nothing major. It's right, nothing right, critical right. by no means. So you know, if anybody out there, if they were at the show or you know have been to it the last several years. Just let us know if you know. Are we out of our yeah. minds yeah. or or whatever. I was just. I mean, kind of blown away that it wasn't up to what, you know. And I was a little worried about that going up there and we talked about it on the last podcast. I'm like, man, I hope things are changing around. And But it's not. It, it's completely, you know, there was hardly any multi-rotor stuff there this year. There was some. Yes, Don't get me I wrong. I agree. There was but a there wasn't like the really? big push. Like no. we saw that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Everything was multi-rotor. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, it was Everything oh multi-rotor, oh everything. And this year, there was a couple companies there, you know, doing their own stuff and frames. And so, as know. far as that going, I was we were <laughs> that's 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 tamed down. Yeah. So. All right, so uh, let's talk about the show. What we did see, what we like. What do you What do you want to start with? Well, first? I was thinking, um, just maybe the people we ran into just briefly. Um, we could do a little bit of that. I, we, I didn't meet a whole lot of people, mm -hmm. but the people I did meet, I want to give shout yeah, outs go to ahead. and stuff. Yeah. Um, the first one, I, I guess he listens all the time, and I and uh, I wanted to I wanted to give him a shout out. It was uh, Joseph. Um, 
let me look at the picture. I'm so bad. And, and he and he shared us a, with us a little radiant story, which was pretty cool. Um, hey, do you remember the story? Yes, I'm going to share. Is that it. the one that hit the uh, the power yes, line? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, Joseph Saint Germain. Is that how you would say it? I think. Uh, and he yeah. was there with his dad. He's a, he's trying to become a new member for the Weak Signals. Um, their organization and if you volunteer it pays for their membership type mm -hmm. of thing and he was working the door with his dad i believe oh, okay but uh he wanted to share a story and he shared this radiant story and of course we're all about the radiant yeah. he's, he's a big time listener it sounds like and i just want to give you a shout out and i really appreciated your story he said he had an elevator problem or something with his radiant and he he ended up and he hit the K or uh, power line, power line, yeah, and it broke the back end. I think it was the back the end. Whole of back a fuse came off. You showed his pictures, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he they repaired it and stuff, but he he had a, it was a great sharing story. And then he also said that at the flying fields, I think someone left him flying gas or for a minute or two. And I'm like, oh man, that's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I said that's pretty cool, but but yeah, he wanted to share the radio, and he you could tell he was he really enjoyed the hobby, and he wanted to meet us, and it was great to see you. And I was hoping you could make it to Flight Fest. I don't think they're going to make it, but mm -hmm. it was it was nice to meet you. And I wanted to give you a shout out. So, and then another guy we saw was Matt Warner. Yeah. Was it? Mm -hmm. And you had you had texted him a little bit prior to the show because he didn't know what it was about. Right. He's like, well, can I take I, how many? Yeah, kids? he had he like, like three kids. kids. He was going to drag kids. his three or four and kids his and his wife. And I was like, and, and I saw your response, and it was spot on for what <laughs> he needed to do, which is basically make arrangements yeah. because. Typically, you don't see hardly any wives there and yeah. a few kids. I right. mean, the kids are yeah. probably pretty much into the hobby wholeheartedly if yeah. they go to this at this point. Because it's, it's a lot of static displays. It's not mm -hmm. like you're going like Flight Fest where yeah. you're going to see things yeah. flying, which surprised me with the little race area. Mm -hmm. but, but uh, yeah, typically it's people, the diehards, and a lot more older guys mm -hmm. <laughs> running around the show and stuff. Yeah. So he, he heeded your advice, and I saw you brought his friend or a friend with him. And uh, and they were enjoying the show, and he shared some stories with us, which was great. Real, real nice guy, no doubt about it. So, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll start with prize and hobby because that's kind of one of the big boosts, you know, you start with when you go in there. And and again, they they had the best display there. They had. Most of their foam flying stuff, the ultra micro stuff there. It was kind of surprising, and I didn't know if you want to mention this. They had a vendor booth directly behind theirs that sold, like, all the things they displayed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything you wanted to buy on their display was pretty much there in the box ready yeah. to be sold. Yeah. And, in fact, it was so it was kind of so deceiving because I was the same way. I thought it was part of Horizon Hobby. Yeah, it was Hobby we had to go back. We had to go yeah. back and take a closer look, and it was truly a vendor selling the product. Yeah. Because it was that tightly knit up to their booth, mm -hmm. which kind of caught us off yeah, guard. Yeah, so, Andre, like, oh, you come man. around and you walk right through the, the hobbies. The display uh, the area. Horizon so the Hobby display area. Uh, uh, and then you walk right at the products. end and there was a Hobby Town just vendor there right at the end. Like, yeah, oh, just man. breaking it He in. must have been giggling. Oh, yeah. man. And he had a big display, as yeah. big a display almost as their, their, their setup. Yeah. I mean, it was deep. So it was pretty funny. In the middle aisle there. Well, I mean, it's probably strategic on their end. They're making money no matter what if he's doing sales. So, um, but jeepers. Actually, I watched a little bit of your live stream because I was busy doing some other stuff. But I watched a little bit of the live stream. And um, it was funny because at one point I'm like, are those UMX models? Or are those, you know, full size, you know? So, but mm. I think you were you were hovering around the UMX stuff a lot. So, mm -hmm. 
Well, in your um, first video, you were around the Torrent, I know. And you were trying to give it scale because you were deceived by how big it was. Yeah, I, I was. I guess we'll talk about that first. You know, that was one of the things I wanted to see and feel and touch was the, the Blade Torrent because it's, that's it's one not that out yet. That's you. I right. mean, I was surprised. That's one thing you're like, yeah. well, if I were to buy something, it might be that. So looking at it and feeling it, it actually, Andre, it was quite a bit bigger than I expected, heavier than I expected. You know, we talked to the guy a little bit. It was funny because he, he was flying it and he crashed it and he broke, kind of broke it a little bit. So it was just, but they still had it on display. Yes. Um, but it it's cool. I, I like it. I think it, it indoors, Andre, you're probably not going to be flying it a whole lot unless you got a pretty good size area. But I could def, well, definitely see like out in your yard or, or around. It is smaller than yeah. the Nano though. I think about the same size. I thought it was smaller you than think? my original oh, really? Nano. Not my not the version two, the original Nano. That's why I'm thinking you can yeah. fly that indoors. Wait a minute, you mean the Nano QX? The one I have, the Nano FPV, the first version of FPV in yeah. your house type of thing. It's yeah. smaller the blue than that. One? I know it. Yeah, the blue and black one. I think it's bare. No, no, I know it's smaller. Okay, I know it is, but it's definitely. So is it good? Yeah, it's close no, it's to that like, size, but it's smaller. I'd but it's say bigger that. and beefier way you know it, it's not definitely isn't oh yeah light. it wouldn't be like that no. no that's like a feather compared to this yeah. for sure but absolutely it was impressive and i think you know just for something to crank around your house for the price point it's you know pretty good i'm surprised you're scared to fly that in the house i've flying things much bigger than that and i'm not saying i, I learned my lesson on flying the bigger stuff in the house man i'm not because it even has the the, uh, the guards. guards and stuff. Oh, like man, I, I don't, yeah, but I, mass is mass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Thing smashes into a light. You're gonna break something. I'm sure. telling you right sure. now. <laughs> I, I could see Your, that with the, with the weight. Yes, yeah, I agree. Shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> you're, mirror. You're, mirror. <laughs> you're right on. The yeah. weight would do damage. I think. So I mean, the the Inductrix FPV does me fine in the house. I have no plus. It's more fun because you're going to get the the Nano or the Inductrix FPV in a way more smaller spaces, tighter spaces. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. going to fly. It's going to be more fun, you know. For sure around the house, though, even if you got – Andre, you would probably love the torrent in your backyard. Oh, though, yeah. That'd be know? perfect yeah. for that, for a quarter well, acre it, yard yeah, or like, whatever. You know, that's the, the, the comment from the guys on the uh, on the uh, Facebook feed is the, you know, like the gremlin. The the uh, the 1104 motors with, uh, with some of the new ESC packs and everything, I think are going to change a lot of our perception about what we want. And you're right. There's going to be like this. There's your indoor class. There's probably going to be like your, 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 your small backyard 2S powered one. And then when you go to the bigger field, obviously you crack out the 3s and the 4s and go from there mm -hmm. but uh, i think that i think that that category is going to come to life and uh i think we're seeing like i said i say next year i'm going to put my uh my prediction cap on and i think we're going to see next year's we're going to see a you know a 2s powered you know uh inductrix you know that size of a craft we're going to probably see that late next year i bet is that you mike i'm sorry guys <laughs> get a little feedback around. sorry yeah no andre i kind of agree with you um yeah that is things getting smaller and the battery technology gets better yeah we could definitely see something um i don't know if it would be quite as small as a fpv inductrix with a two cell but real close i think yeah yeah wait what was that bigger one they had the black one right that one's been out for a while that was a bigger like uh inductrix um, yeah FPV but is, ship. Is, is 
So, so you're saying the torrent is smaller than yes. that then? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. the torrent have the, the, the ducted fan set up though for the blade protection? Yes. Yes. It had the prop, oh, okay. yeah, the prop guards okay. on it. The, yep. Cool. Well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be interesting. You know what's actually interesting? Speaking of Horizon products and that Mach 4, whatever they called it, that, that never went anywhere, did no, it? No. No. Matter of fact, okay. they were having a big sale on, and they had it on, dis- surprisingly, they did have it on display up there and it's... You know, I, I think at that time, Horizon was just, and again, this is just my opinion, Horizon was just kind of getting, you know, they sit back a lot of times and see wh- where things are going, what's happening, and then they kind of say, okay, we're going to go into that direction. And that particular quadcopter, race copter, kind of came in a little bit late, and I think behind the curve a little bit, in my opinion. And yeah. now I think they've kind of realized that, you know, they've now they're selling the Vortex Pros, you know, the 250 and the 150. And I just think that one was a little behind. Not that it didn't fly good or wasn't a good product, but the technology was, I think, just a little bit ahead of of that thing. So, I don't know, just my opinion. Um, Mike, you got to tell the story because you you oohed and odd and drooled over the Ultra Micro F4F Wildcat. I, I really am surprised I haven't bought that. That's no, but the, you got to talk one. about the story that you could have had one. I know. Adam Drain enticed me so much with an eBay fine. I still can't believe I didn't buy it. You know, he said, well, you just have to have a PayPal account in Saint, or Texas guy if you're interested in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, you know what? I'm just trying to work on a PayPal account. I've never bought anything through PayPal. He's like, what are you, in the dark ages for crying out loud? What are you doing? So anyways, uh, he had this great deal. It was like, I think it was like $85 for like the guy flew it. I think one, maybe once or twice. Mm, it once just I think it said. And it just wasn't, it didn't appeal for what he wanted. So brand, uh, practically brand new in the box. He was going to do something with the box and shipping and stuff to make it a little cheaper. But he had that, a charger, I think two, two S lipos with it. And the, yeah, there was a charger. I forget, but it's basically eighty five dollars. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a deal of a lifetime on this thing. Because at the show, the cheapest I saw it was one ten, and that wasn't with the charger and the bat. You know, the thing. Mm-hmm. This thing was ready to go from what this this guy was selling or offering on eBay. I'm sure it's sold by now. Oh yeah, there's no doubt because that thing is gonna. And you sent me a fly. text like, should I, should I buy, buy this? this? I'm like, I, yes, <laughs> I know. What was yes. I thinking? Because <laughs> it's something I have my eye on, and I want to buy. I don't know why. And for whatever reason, I did not buy it. And I'm, now I'm regretting it big time. Yeah. Especially after. And you knew when I'd go to the show, I'd see the pricing there and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh duh moments. <laughs> we were talking to Matt Andron about it. We're, you know, because we were, we were talking about our original Park Zone F4F, you know, and he's like, yeah, that's one of my favorite planes, too. And we were telling him about, you know, that was actually the first plane in the I first flight test episode. Yeah. He was like, man, I, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, I still, I still have one, and um, and then there was another Horizon guy we were talking to later about. He's, yeah, I got one too, and he goes, I, I don't even want to really want to fly it anymore. It's kind of a shelf queen. We're like, yeah, so is ours. You know, we just kind of run pins on yeah. needles every time we fly, it and it flies great. There's no reason to even be on pins and needles other than we want to keep it in that mint pristine condition. Yeah, and he's like. Uh, you know, uh, I want to fly, but no part. Yeah, I know. You got <laughs> one right over the there. <laughs> and, and even Matt was saying, he's like, who would have thought when, you know, we brought that airplane out that this many years later, because that's 
what six years old now? Probably. Believe it or not, yeah, right around there, maybe seven. I bet seven or eight. That Matt was like, who would have thought this long now that we would have brought out an ultra micro version with almost well, basically he said more detail, you know, with the it. landing yeah, gear exactly. and everything. And he goes, probably flies as good, if not better, in an ultra micro. Uh, and I was like, why did I buy it? Yeah. And he's like, and he goes, I got the right cylinder count, count on this <laughs> one because, Andre, I don't know if you know, the cylinder count on the wrong. original one is wrong. Five and it needed six or something. something yeah. yeah. So he was like, oh, how did I miss that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Park Fire Plastics was, you know, making new uh, radial, you know, plastic dummy engines for it. But what was cool about the Micro, too, and I saw in different, you can actually configure the landing gear up into the belly, which makes it look so good in the air as well. Like it's folded up in there and you can belly land it or whatever then. But yeah, it's a it's beautiful. Uh, I just wanted just to put it next to the larger version. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I said, I was going to do like different scaling, like have mm-hmm. one way in the back. And then, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. So. Well, you know what? It, it's kind of fascinating. Like if, you know, if, if the designers are recognizing that these airplanes are still around, what's the harm in doing like an, an anniversary version, you know, and bring it back out? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that thing would sell. I really do. Oh, I, it would sell great. And then like you'd get parts for your existing yep. models, yes. you know, oh. it's 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 oh. almost That'd be it's awesome. almost like they need to be aware of, you know, what they're doing. And, and uh, then I would know. have a fun flyer and a shelf queen. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> could, you know, you, awesome. could, you could do that. Um, but it, it's just it's kind of curious that they haven't decided that that is something they would like to do and get a, and, and go through. So um, speaking of discussing of airplanes, there was a prompt from the guys to talk about a certain goal. Oh, you want to talk about that now? Yeah, then we'll come back sure, to Horizon. if you want to. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, well, whatever's going on, you know. But that was just we were asked, and the guys were asking your opinion on it. I had seen it actually. Uh, it was a kind of a curious aircraft. So uh, you I know, saw Alex a- Grieve on his Facebook was doing some yeah. highlights from it on. Um, I don't know who was flying it. It must have been over in Europe or something. They were flying over the mountain range with it. Oh, really? It was pretty good yeah. footage. It was wow. pretty sweet to watch. And I think he was asking people's intent, you know, comments on or what yeah. have you. But look, it man, that thing's fast. From yeah. what we got, it's so aerodynamic in the design that it just yeah. it goes. Here, what was the mile per hour? Oh, it was over 120 or 130. Oh, yeah, 120. Or so. um, I think it was. So big shout out to to the ready-made RC guys. They're great. Always treat us good. They were. They had a lot of ac- activity at their booth. And that, honestly, that one that booth was pretty packed yes, most of the day. They which were, was cool to see. They were selling products. Even the last couple of years, they've had a fantastic booth up there. Had all their stuff. You know, selling everything, uh, all their new products out. So yeah, they do a fantastic the job. The only bad thing about the Goblin is it doesn't release till March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it, but we got to see it and put our hands on it, which was really cool. But it, 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 Mike, it's April. Are you talking March next year? Oh wait, what? What did he say? I thought he said it wouldn't be a month. A when month, it, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So you're right. You're right. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. He said one month, and yeah. I don't know why I just said March. So. It might have been, uh, I bet it was May, he said. It would come out probably. So if anybody doesn't know, uh, Ready-Made RC is bringing out kind of this new line called Strix, S-T-R-I-X. And um, they're really cool. They're almost like a kind of composite. I don't know exactly. I call it a flying football. Well, that's one, but they had three (laughs) other products there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. One of them, and I seen some, they had them actually down at flight test in the office, and they were going to do a a little video. I don't even know if they've done that. But one thing they have coming out is a race wing, and it's 
almost kind of like it's sleek and design. Very sleek, sure. but these airplanes, and we'll we'll put some links up. And try to explain it. They have a lot of plastic built into them, mm-hmm. you know, to make them more, I think, rigid. And so you have a whole FPV platform. You know, it's got a centerpiece in it. You you can pull it out, put all your FPV equipment in, and that centerpiece actually links the wings, wings. together. There was like and pillars, them, yes, yeah, that went down that on the hatch together. that actually hold the wings in. The, the foam on these things is unbelievable, like super rigid, kind of like the um, – uh, what do I want to say? Like uh, an Elipore type foam, you know, off of uh, nice. multiplex, ver- very smooth. They look fantastic. Now, did I remember correctly? He said you could put different batteries in it or, or no, he said you could fly at a lower rate and just fly for a long period of time. I think it yeah. was as opposed to hitting it hard. You're talking, that was on the Goblin, I think. Was it the Goblin? I think so. Okay. I must, I thought it was uh, that other one. Um, but Really, the big thing that caught our eye, and I think was catching everybody's eye, and there was a lot of talk going about, was the Goblin. And what was funny when we were walking by, um, Mike says, "Look, it's a flying football," That's and it exactly does kind of look like, like a flying me. football. Now, again, this is one of those things where you might just kind of walk by, look at it, be intrigued, but like, uh, forget it. But when you hear about the aerodynamics yeah, behind this, when thing. you <laughs> when you talk to the, and again, thanks to. Uh, ready-made RC of guys were great. They really, you know, Explained was explain it. everything, yes. not only to us, but everybody that was there yes. was intrigued and they were giving out shirts and well, trying sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, they ran out of extra large, so we didn't get a ready-made large. shirt. <laughs> but, you know, when they were explaining that, you know, they did a lot of testing on this thing. And again, it's it's a whole different design. It's different than a lot of stuff out there right now. So everybody was intrigued with the 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 plastic type pieces with the foam wings and better aerodynamics. And that's what intrigued me, the aerodynamics and the performance they were getting out of that craft. Yeah. Wow. Mind blowing. And the thing, Andre, that surprised me. Because they had the same, didn't he say it's the same power setup as the wing? Same power setup as the wing. The performance of the goblin. Oh, blew that thing out. Yeah. They said that the goblin is flight times, performance, speed, everything was way better than the actual flying wing. Which is a true testament to proper aerodynamics right. in my mind. <laughs> Wacky. Yeah. That is really interesting. And looking at it, you would never, never, ever imagine that because that wing is so sleek looking. You're like, oh, man, that thing's probably, you know, because we were oohing and on yeah, over the wing. Them. Yeah. And then they started talking about the and goblin. pulled us over there. Yeah. He's like, well, this thing's going <laughs> to yeah. smoke that. Right, <laughs> right, the right. same setup. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like a, a an, an Emmy. Uh, oh, the red one um, was it one one sixty three or something like that, right? That's what it reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. You know, so, with the, with the wings, uh, I've been actually dumping all the links to the uh, to the the ready me the the Atlas and and the uh, the Goblin into the chat. Cool. So, so they're there for people to look. I'll uh, I'll talk about it here just so you guys have a little better understanding. It's a high precision, efficient flying. Uh, machine. The Goblin is a plane of your dreams. Every aspect of the airframe was designed and aerodynamics in mind, which gives it unheard energy retention and a glide ratio. And that was one of the things he was telling us, like you could just pull the power back and, go and that thing would just glide for a times. long yep. time. Good handling and strength were also not overlooked with excellent stall characteristics. Oh, here it says it's blow molded fuselage. So that's kind of like the, the plastic, mm-hmm. you know, that fuselage, we plastic which material. it is kind of uh, some sort of plastic material. I don't know the exact what it is. And that concerned you a little bit as far as 
um, durability. I yeah, think. that was one of my questions, Andre, is like you have this whole plastic kind of nose piece. And I said, what if, you know, you kind of auger this have thing in the ground? Is it going to explode? Is it going to crack? And he says, really, yeah. you know, in all their testing, they, they've had some really gnarly landings. And yeah, they did break a couple. But it was fairly sturdy, and if you did kind of break it or crack it, you know, it sounded like you could put it together or glue it, you know, fairly easy. They didn't seem to really say, like, you know, yeah. this thing was kind of going to explode on impact. Uh, it does have the high-density EPO foam wings, square carbon fiber spars, um, easy-to-use canopy latch. Hey, the, la- the canopy was huge. Like, you can mm-hmm. put a big battery in there or set it up for whatever FPV if you want to put your FPV equipment in there. It's 39 inches. It's not very big, 1,000 millimeters, 21 inches in length or 540 millimeters. Oh, the other cool thing was is they are putting Cobra motors on these things, which Cobra motors are in general are a very high kind of top of the line expensive motor. So it comes with a Cobra 2217-2300 kV motor, 6x4 APC prop. It run, now, the Goblin was running on a 4-cell 3300 is what they were recommended. Uh, digital Metal Gear 9-gram servos. Um, the funny thing was is they were doing speed tests with this thing, Andre, and trying to go, get it to go as fast as, as they like can. And, and if you look at their website, it'll even tell you down underneath <laughs> the specs, it says, Try to keep the goblin under 200 miles an hour during dives because he was telling us they had it over like 220 miles an hour or something. It actually, the wings and everything held up, but I think, didn't he say that the Elevon ripped off or yes, something? Yes. <laughs> oh, and then you really hosed. Yes, that's what happened but too. At that point, on something that small, at what did I say? 39 inches, and you're going close to 200 miles an hour. How are you going to see the thing anyway? <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, they did. They did some extreme testing. Yes, for like sure. Their durability sure. testing. So again, I just want, we wanted to give them a big shout because it's something different, something new, different material. You know, I just I thought it was so funny. You went over there with your get FPV. Yeah, shirt. I had to get FPV. <laughs> they shirt wanted on. to put their shirt over yeah. top of yours right now. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was the competitor. So, but them guys are great. They've they've always been treated us really well. Yes, and uh, they do some cool things over there. We were trying to do a little Facebook live with them, but the one guy that knew the most about that product wasn't there when we went back. To yeah, we did try to get a little more Kevin or something. Right, right. We never did get the touch base with it. We was hoping to do like a little thing we did with the Cessna, Mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't unfortunately Mm -hmm. unfold. Yeah, because there was definitely a lot of interest on the Goblin. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of people checking it out. Yeah, I've actually posted. There's a um, uh, some of the early testing photos are actually on the RC Group uh, forum, so that's been linked in there. And I think I sent it to you as well, Chris, because uh, it's pretty. See, it was pretty neat seeing the prototype um, fuselage. You know, mm-hmm. so Mike Finley said, yeah, essentially it's a it's a uh, it's a hair uh, bottle of um, uh, hair shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> it look, it's kind of the ugliest thing you've ever seen, really, when you look at it. It reminds yeah. me almost like one of them Nerf whistling footballs. Vortex. These, vortex, the vortex, yeah, and they put some, that you go put some wings on it. Yeah. Maybe they got their idea designed for that. I play I with know. that every yeah. now and then because the range on it yeah. dynamics, it's like a dart. I mean, it's well, just... What, what, what Good. kills me on a lot of these things is the way they design. Uh, when you know they do the they do the canopy, and then it's like the the FPV is like an afterthought. We'll just you know slim mm-hmm. it and you can stick your camera there. They need to figure out something where where you can you know 
all this stuff is incorporated into so you maintain that profile but mm-hmm. like your camera is sticking rather than having a platform and just yeah. you know right that right. has to be done because you'll never you know it just just to keep the look because it does look neat and early but like i think i saw that one photo where they the, it's just a flat piece with a little curve mm-hmm. and you stick your stuff and it's like ah so it should be you know it should be designed for fpv as well especially at those speeds but damn that thing looks cool oh yeah 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 and and again i i hate to keep going back to this but if I didn't see that and talk to those guys and you I know what I mean, or if I never even seen it down the road, I'm like, wow, that's different and kind of cool, but I don't know if Can I you imagine would seeing that ripping across the oh sky, my though? Gosh. Oh my Lord. I'd love to see that. And it might've been late, way later, you know, word, word of mouth, you know, like, Hey man, yeah. once this starts getting out, word yeah. of mouth gets around, like this thing is Well, that footage I was watching was pretty cool. Was it good? That mountaintop. I'll have to share that after the podcast, yeah. maybe. Pretty cool. Alex Grieve shared it. The other thing I wanted to mention, I think we've talked about it in previous podcasts, maybe a couple years ago. Um, but if anybody doesn't know Steven's Aero model, I know Mike, we were over there. I'm, I always go over and check out. They, they do a little booth up there every year. They're really into just the small, you know, hand built uh, balsa micro stuff. But his models that he designs are unbelievable. So if you're really into the small um, micro builds in the balsa stuff, go. You got to check out. Is that the one you want me to go back and look at? Yeah. 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 Balsa. Working with toothpicks, I just don't have the patience. And but just (laughs) some of his creations that that he does. uh, I'm sure people that are hardcore knows know Steven's Aeromoto. Awesome. Yeah, he just got some some really cool stuff. I'm going to throw this out here too, even though it's not really airplane related, but I got a kick out of it. And everybody that listens to the podcast kind of knows like through the years I was in the fifth scale, you know, had huge, big fifth scale HPI cars and did the gas engine thing. And I, I still love it. It's just way too expensive, but I was shocked Andre up there. Oh, this is map. Oh no. Okay. no. They are now going to half scale gas powered <laughs> shifter carts. I mean, I seen this thing and you could like put a small child on this thing and just go to town. Like they're huge, you know, running the same engines that we ran in the fifth scale, probably around 30 cc engines or whatever with a big tune pipes. But I mean, it was a shifter cart with a, a dummy guy in there and slick wheels. And I was like, this is, is FPV? nuts. Uh, you probably could yeah. do FPV very oh, easily. That would be awesome. Very easily. That would be really cool. Yes. But I'm telling you, about that. I, was, oh, I looked geez. at that thing. I'm like, if you got four or five guys and you had this huge parking lot that you could get, you know, on a put weekend, some cones up put or some something. cones up. And oh, man, could it get fun, <laughs> especially FPV. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because I struggle with the cars. Holy cow. But I'm guessing them things were probably they had a booth up there and they were they were getting a lot of business over people checking them out. And I didn't didn't really get a chance to ask them. But price wise. I'm sure that they're uh, they're uh, pricey. Talking about cars, you should share Matt Warner's story with his sled. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we shared we, a little video. We met a guy, uh, Matt Warner, up there. We chatted for a while. I love talking to everybody and getting stories. And you know, normally if we run into somebody, they got a crash story or whatever. Uh, he was telling us about he, you know, is into the cars and has a big Traxxas Summit and um, 
uh, uh, what was the other one? A, Ye- a Yeti XL. And Andre, he was showing us video of him pulling his daughter around with a Traxxas Summit and a Yeti XL RC car. He actually went yeah. to like Home Depot or Lowe's and bought some of that like chain that you buy for like hanging baskets and made chains. Yeah, made his own for his tires. put on the yeah. tires and was showing his – I was blown. I'm like – that's a small child, and he, this thing was just whipping around the corners, and the sled sliding, and her daughter's getting covered yeah. with his daughter's getting yeah, covered. Yeah, he's like rooster snow, tail and snow. And she's on. just giggling, and I'm like, "Holy cow, that was amazing!" Oh, I know. I know. There's there's one guy here, and he's got one truck, and it's on six S, and he just blips the throttle, and it's just doing wheelies down the down the road, and I'm just like, six S, nice, okay." <laughs> I saw Adam uh, said, Mike, "Like honestly, he must be awake." Don't, don't, don't 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 get into the trucks things, man. Because our buddy Scott in Australia has just been driving me crazy with his uh, with his uh, rock crawler stuff. It's like, oh, that would have been perfect earlier in the year, but uh, no, yeah, I'm gonna get to try and you know avoid the hobby shops and buying an RC truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man, the RC truck car stuff. Well, you know, it's expensive, man. And oh, you yeah. do a lot of work yeah. on it. It's not like you go fly and you go back to your house and hang it up on the wall and take it out the next time and. You know, oh, I know, I know, but it's for those days where I just can't get out flying, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Did someone wanted to ask Brendan Curry asked, uh, did um, FR Sky have a display there? Not that I seen, no. Do you oh, remember seeing so. any FR Sky stuff? Mm-hmm. No, they had your usual. I know, like, Jetty was there again with the kind of a booth and display and stuff, but no, I don't remember seeing any kind of FR Sky stuff. Like, again, it was. We also noticed that, like, a lot of people were con- combining booths. Like, um, oh, interesting. You know, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like, Hacker was kind of combined with Hobico a little bit. They were all kind of intertwined, and Multiplex was in there mingled with, mm-hmm. you know, it I was. Saw that. Yeah, did you notice that? Yeah. It wasn't like each person, like, uh, they had a booth, and they had a booth, and they had a booth. So. Well, Horizon. It would make sense if Horizon, just as a brand, a holder of, of many brands, would just have this huge section that would just be about them, you know, and mm-hmm. their, then their brands, you know. That yeah. would make sense. That's what I would do. I mean, then you can just say, okay, just give us a chunk of floor space and, you know, how much, and we just load up all our brands into that one spot. That's That would be my, you know, rationale, so. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got a little messy uh let's uh let's do a little uh direction here let's give our buddy adam drain he just got online let's give him a Mm -hmm. call i'm gonna call him on his phone and uh he can uh since he got to hang out with us let me see if i can find him here real quick we'll give him a call and get his take on everything and then he's got a little thing that's going on next weekend where is adam drain there he is and we'll see uh, what he says all right, Adam, pick up the phone. Don't be like Andre. We don't want to have to call Fred. We'll see if he answers. Oh, oh, oh. ow, ow. Sorry. Ow. Sorry. Ow. Adam, buddy, what's hey, up? how you doing, buddy? Hello? Hello, can you hear us? Oh, he can't hear us because I don't have the other thing plugged Hello? in. Uh, Hang on, buddy. I'll get you. <laughs> oh, he's not. Fault. I hope he's. he is watching, so yeah. hopefully he knows yep. we're trying. Yep, yep. Hang on. Are you there? Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Hey, good. how you doing, buddy? Hey, thanks for joining us. You're live on the RC After Hours show. We thought we'd just give you I a quick buzz. I saw you put in a text. I'm like, he's awake, so <laughs> let's give him a shot. <laughs> so 
Adam, we've been talking yeah, a little I was bit exhausted. of yeah, I know we were too. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the show, and, and we thought it was a little downgraded this year, and and we just wanted to get some other people's thoughts. What did you think of the show this year? Yeah, I thought it was kind of. I mean, we were talking about yeah, we. I didn't. I thought it was kind of silly that they take out a row of vendors, to put in, you know, drone racing, mm-hmm. uh, just as a like a spectator thing. I don't. I mean, there was people watching, but you kind of go to those things to see what people are bringing and what, what's new. And yeah, you know, I, I'd rather see people that are offering stuff for the hobby than, you know, drone racing. And, you know, then we were talking about like, there's uh, you know, companies that offer, uh, that, um, defog your headlights. Still, we were just that, talking yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Not really sure what the point of that is. But, yeah. Um, I, I think, I like uh, Mike said. I think the best part was you know, eating pizza and, <laughs> and shop after the show. Yeah, that was a good time for sure. Was there was there anything up there? You know, walking around checking everything out that caught your eye or like, hey, this was rather interesting or you know anything like that? Um, did you mention that GB? No, I didn't. I didn't. That GB, that GB racer is like 55% scale. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I mean, that could, photo. That was crazy. You child in that. <laughs> yes. Around yeah, you could. thing was insane. I would I would wager to say that that is going to win best in show, yeah. I imagine. And for anybody that hasn't been there, I guess we, we, we can talk about it real quick. The other thing they do there uh, right through the center and around one part of the show is they do static displays of some of these amazing builds. And I think a lot of them are just basically it. They're, they're static displays. I'm not even sure if a lot of them, you know, like they take them out one, and yeah. fly. But anything from jets to sailplanes, they had boats, warbirds, uh Adam, you can talk more because you're the airplane guy. Stuff I don't even know what they are, you know. And in large scale, like you said, that GB was enormous. You could definitely put a small child in there and fly that thing around. It was almost scary looking. Now, do you think Adam that that GB they actually fly it? I don't know. I didn't. You know, actually, there was a lot of people around it, like just standing, like just googling. So I didn't read. Because each model, they usually have paperwork next to mm-hmm. documenting the build process. And, you know, it usually it has, if it's flown, it usually has some kind of a pressure box, you know, if it's flown. So I don't know. I haven't read it. I'm sure you could look it up online. And I'm sure there's information about it online. Because not only was there people there Googling it, but if you're on the social media on Facebook, pretty much every RC platform that was there at the show mm-hmm. was showing either photos or live broadcasting or, you know, showing that airplane. Yeah, it, it really was amazing. I, I won't, that one. And I actually wish there was more models there to look at because I, I think that's actually pretty neat because that's not really something you see, mm-hmm. you know, at a lot of even RC events around here, the, the giant scale, you know, the highly detailed, unless you're going like Joe Nall or, yeah. or something, but I was kind of disappointed with the amount of really large scale airplanes that they had. And even then, I think a lot of those airplanes that were there have been there mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Yes, I agree. We have seen a lot of the same ones there, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that again, because you always get pe- new people there mm-hmm. and it is they're They're so 
the detail that they put into these planes, you know, Mike, you were the there. weathering, the and stuff. weathering, and just it's just unbelievable. Like if you took that some of those planes and you took them outside and you put them on a runway and you took a picture of them. You would, tough. you'd have no idea tough. if that was real or fake. Well, kind of reminds me of that helicopter where you see him taking the re- full scale one, measuring, had a measuring yeah. tape and stuff, and mm-hmm. that thing was like unbelievable. You could have put a small kid in that, probably, or a dog, yeah. or like we were teasing your dog, probably. Yeah, they had a pretty, a, a jet police, ranger, a, yeah, but, police helicopter yeah. or something, and um, yeah. the guy Down based the it off of a real one, and he had photos, every little detail photos the of the real one. Was like just I couldn't believe how close to scale that thing. Like even the 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 like oil marks and and grime yeah. on the head, just the detail and the weathering of the Bell Jet Ranger, you know, on the side. And I don't know how they do it. It's hours and hours yes. and hours. Oh my and gosh! Hours. Yeah. So, well, Adam, real quick, I just wanted to get you on to get your take of the show, but uh, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're busy, but I wanted you real quick. Let everybody know kind of maybe what's going on down around you yes. next weekend. It's Share a pretty that. big event. If anybody really likes B-25s, uh, this might be something they would be interested in. So I just wanted to have you talk about it a little bit before we let you go. Yeah, so the next week, uh, I believe it's the 18th, the 17th, the 75th anniversary of the Doolittle Raid. Um, if anybody doesn't know what that is, that's when we, you know, shortly after – Pearl Harbor, we wanted to take a, a quick strike back at Japan, and uh, we sent um, uh, General Doolittle, well, he wasn't a general then, but Doolittle um, formed a group of B-25s that took off the USS Hornet and uh, struck Japan, kind of a surprise, you know, Japan wasn't seeing it coming. So um, 75th anniversary is next week. Um, there's actually, out of all the raiders that took part, which I how many there were um, there's only one left wow um, he was uh, Doodle's co-pilot um, the only one left living um, so it's kind of a big deal um, and uh, our, my local airport in Urbana, Ohio Grimes Field is the staging area where we have scheduled 17 or 18 B-25 oh that gosh. will oh arrive my. oh my gosh in this fairly small airport it's, it's you know, it's, I don't know how to describe it. Cozy, I think would be a good way <laughs> to describe it. Um, so, you know, and it's, I was fortunate enough to take part. Uh, we had a similar event. We've had similar events in the past. Um, in 2010, we had something very, very similar where it was, um, I think we had 15 or 16 planes. Um, and on the morning of, um, so this, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, all the airplanes will be arriving. They should all be there by Sunday evening. Wow. Monday morning, um, they all take off starting at like 7 o'clock. Engines start 7 o'clock. They'll all taxi out, and they will take off in 60-second intervals. Wow. Very similar to like how they took off the carrier. Yeah. They'll fly over to the uh, Air Force Museum in Dayton. They'll land behind a runway that's behind the museum there. And then they'll be on display for the rest of Monday. And then um, Tuesday uh, until the afternoon, they'll be on display in the back of the museum so you can see them. And then Tuesday afternoon, they'll take off from the museum, and then they'll do a flyover to the museum. Um, there'll be a big uh, ceremony outside, usually, in the gardens. There's a garden area of the museum. 
they'll fly over. I believe there's supposed to be a B-1B bomber that'll fly over as well. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's one of those, you're probably not going to see something like that again, at least anytime real soon. Wow. Um, I know when we did it in 2010, it was the largest gathering of B-25 since World War II. Wow. So it's not, that tells you how rare it is to see yeah. um, that many of those in, in one place. And they will be, there will be airplanes offering rides. Um, oh. uh, I think it's about $400 or 450 um, You know, the rides are about half an hour. Um, mm. Not as good as a B-17 ride, but that's, <laughs> you know, you need to add a B-25 to your bucket list. Um, yeah. I've flown on one. It's definitely an experience. Very different from a B-17. Um, but, you know, it is, Still it awesome. is something to experience. Wow. Awesome. Now, is there some place, do you know, off the top of your head where people could get some information as far as, like, what's going on, time, yeah, stuff like I, that? I think you could probably go to um, uh, our museum and Urbana's uh, website, which is uh, Champagne Aviation Museum. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, I think it's .com. Uh, you might just have, just, just Google it, Champagne Aviation Museum, and I believe you can also find a uh, um, times and events on the uh uh, website for the United States Air Force Museum, which is now called the, uh, oh, they gave it a funny name. It was political. They wouldn't change the name. I can't remember what it is now. But Google uh, United States Air Force Museum, and uh, you'll find that as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, Adam. Yes, we appreciate you. you uh, I don't know if I woke you up. I sent you a <laughs> message pretty early this morning, but I just wanted to get you on and get some information out to room because I think this is a pretty special oh, event. You know, like any it. kind of historic buff, uh, you know, Seeing this all is that something together to see. Like that. Yeah. Wow. So thanks, Adam. We appreciate it. It was awesome hanging out with yes. you and Peter oh, yesterday. We definitely got to do it again, and I'll work on it to see if I can't get down there next weekend and see some of this and hang out and you know see part of history That'd here so you know cool. these things these airplanes are disappearing you, fast you know? know so all right buddy thanks a lot we will uh talk to you soon all right thanks for having me all right take care bye, bye. all right bye there you have it everybody. adam drain so go if you're interested man go check out the uh that event for next weekend it's just going to be awesome all right let's get back to the show mike we got a few more things to talk about, and then, I don't know, we'll, maybe we'll jump into some crash stories or Sounds good. do something like that. Um, Andre, a couple other things that, um, I don't know, kind of, I think, Mike, too, you agree with me. One thing I seen come out a while back was the, I think it was the E-Flight Commander that they have out. And it was something that, yeah, it's kind of a sporty type airplane, does aerobatics and, you know, looks like a really cool, fun flyer, but eh, not really my cup of tea. Again, thinking, looking at the videos, looking at the pictures. When we seen it in person, that remember? That was the red and white one. That was one. the red yes. and white one. But even Mike was like, you know what? That is a really pretty looking, like, nice airplane. It, is. it does look nice. And that yeah. would, something to where, you know, I would consider it, you know, looking at it. You know, seeing it and everything, I was like, wow, that's, uh, you know, I kind of like that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at the flying characteristics and, you know, what it would do. It's different. It's just a yes. different type looking uh, airplane. Now, the other thing, Andre, that surprised me a little bit was the Valiant. They had the Valiant there that, you know, the blue the and white e flight. One. Yeah, yeah, the blue and white one. And it surprised me because it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. 
And again, I wasn't, you know, we talked about it and obviously we read the specs, but until you see it yes. in person. Seeing them side by side helps so much to know the scale. Yeah. Than just reading the numbers off. Right, right. It was actually much smaller, Andre, in person looking that I thought it was going to be. So Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because the, the Commander's a 1.4, the Valiant's a 1.3. Yeah. But just the whole overall size of it, it looked, you know, they had them side by I side. I was comparing it more to the E-Flight too, my timber, I mean. Yeah, it's it definitely way quite a bit smaller, smaller than, than the timber. timber. Yep. Yeah. But a good looking airplane in person. You know, there's no, no yeah. doubt about that. Mm, so they were that close I in think size. I would have to go with the commander. <laughs> yeah, I, would I think too. so too. I would too. Looking at them. It, yeah. the, was it Valiant? Valiant, yeah. It was just more plain Jane to me, yeah. I thought. I like, and I love blue. So. Right. <laughs> but... You know, looking at the Horizon videos and some of the stuff they were doing with flight characteristics with the Valiant, it, it would be. It looks it like it's my well. yeah, my cup of tea more. Really? See, yeah, I, I, I was more like, ah, it doesn't look like much to me. But it, maybe the flying characteristics would sell me over for sure. But in person, though, just looking at them, I'm like you. I think I would take the Commander over the Valiant. Yes. But who knows? Yeah. yeah exactly. Know. It's so hard to tell until, until you, actually you actually fly. fly just like it. the, the yep. timber. I know, it's so when the timber come out, I'm like, that plane is ugly. I but I know I'm going to like the the flying characteristics. Well, once you get it and you see it in person, it looks better in person. Uh, and then when I you fly it. it Yes. You're like, oh man, this thing is fantastic. You totally overlook maybe what it, what it actually looks I almost, like. I was teasing Chris. I'm like, I wonder if they'll know if I take the tail t- uh, Stick, decals stickers yeah. off and put it on my replacement one. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Swap out the horizontal stabilizer right. for the show. And before we want, definitely want last but least, we'll talk about the uh, Carbon Z Cessna. But one other thing. Oh yeah, we got a lot that that we definitely want to cover. Um, Matt Andron is fantastic. He's so great, does. That guy, he's Ugh. always smart. If you if you've never met or know Matt Andron, he's, he's a product developer or product developer at Horizon Hobby. Fantastic guy. He is so passionate about the hobby. Like you could talk about anything flight related, and the guy will get excited and smile. It is great. He's just a down to earth guy. I did talk to him. We're definitely. I know we were supposed to have him on the podcast a while back, and things got busy. Sure. And he was busy, yes. but he says yes, absolutely. I want to come on the show. You know, do some talking about airplanes and stuff. He's a, He's a big scratch guy. builder. If you didn't know that. It was nice to spend time with him. It was limited as it was. Right. And awesome. just the little intricate inside stories he has about making a model or things like we were just talking about the cylinder thing on the F4F. And then he was telling us about Andre. I didn't know this, but it's just another little fact that the, uh, the ultra micro Cessna 182 that uh, David Payne helped develop. That was the blue and white. The blue and one, white yeah. one, ultra micro. That was based off his dad's real airplane. Nice. Yes. And that doesn't happen very often. That was a good story to that hear was a, that. Yeah. So it just brings that little element just closer. Like I'm yes. actually flying somebody's plane that they developed. It was off of a, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Not just yep. a warbird. It was a civilian aircraft. Yes. You know, that yep. was that was cool. So anyway, we talked to Matt for a little while and we all know about the Carbon Z Cessna. We talked about it on the podcast and we were like, eh, whatever. You know, it's pretty cool. They get some new features about it. But and I did a lot of training in a Cessna 152. So I have a a little bit in my heart of a Cessna, you know, 150 or 152. But for me, again, we looked at as like, yeah, flies great and everything. But would I spend the money on it? I don't know. So when we went and talked to Matt, I'm like, Matt, I have a Carbon Z Cub. I love the thing. It's awesome. Does everything I want it to do. 
sell me the Carbon Z Cessna. Why would I buy oh, the Carbon Z Cessna? There's a lot Cessna? of things I think improved from so the Carbon Z Cessna. So I'm trying. I should have wrote some of this down. And if you, I might help you out. Should have rolled bit, video. I did roll video. Yeah, roll video. Um, Anyway, a lot of the things that people had problems or didn't like about the Carbon Z Cub, they, they made the improvements. Yes, exactly. You know, the battery hatch is a little bit bigger. They put the plastic piece that reinforced you know, re- it so it doesn't wear yes, on the foam. Put plastic on the, the fa- inside. And I want to point that fact out: the top hatch to get your battery in and out compared to the timber. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh, that is yeah. That to me is like a huge selling feature. Yeah. They got it right, and <laughs> it's like finally, you know. They have uh, the LED. But your, car, your carbon Z cup does it open on the top too? I believe. Yes. So yeah. They, same they, same that, type of hatch. Yeah, but it was reinforced. Yes, they reinforce it. Put the plastic around there so you're not wearing out the paint and the foam. The um, actual latch itself had the little tabs on the side to grab a hold of to get the thing off mm-hmm. on and off better. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. The shocking absorbing gear. Yeah. The the, the actual nose gear on it has an actual shock like built in and it worked and they tested and, that and heavily matt says they were just slamming that thing into the ground left and right and know? what interested me too he said the high grass or higher grass it could, yeah it could actually do well in grass i don't know if it was high grass but yeah it could do well in grass because you you were wanting to put tundra t- size tires yeah I'll, t- I'll talk about <laughs> okay. that in a second um as far as the wing andre they really you know my carbon z cub again it breaks down it transports fairly easy but, oh, it but this takes, wing taken off yeah you literally pull a pin at the bottom. It actually has thumb screws, Andre, where you just you, you no, screw yeah. them right out. And Matt says, what you do so you don't lose. Like I have a container of parts mm-hmm. on my Carbon Z Cub. They go in a parts bin and I got to keep everything in, in there. In the right order. Yeah. This thing, you, you take the thumb screws out. And Matt says, all you do is you just stick them right back in There's the foam in the it. airplane. He goes, you just leave them right there. You can pull the carbon tube out. The carbon tube fits down inside the fuselage. So you, there's nothing you got to really take out of the airplane. Everything stays right there, self-contained. The wings slide off and everything the is... The servos are all plugged. Yeah, they, everything they is every plugged. Time. Everything's aligned. Yep. It snaps right together. Uh, one pin at the bottom of the strut. The strut folds right up onto the wing. So cool. It's just so compact. Unbelievable that they can break oh, the wings down right. that easily. So I'm like, okay. It has the nav lights too. Yeah, I nav there lights. There three servos mm-hmm. going across there. I was like, okay, I understand all those or details. Not servos. I'm sorry, sir. What do they call it? Wires. Oh, the wires. <laughs> yeah. Not the actual servos. I'm like, I love the features and everything, but okay, sell me on the flying characters. Like what's, you know, I, you, it's hard to beat the carbon Z cub. Matt was telling us actually the Cessna, uh, will fly just as slow. It actually has a little, um, less stall speed, you know, once in a while, if you get the carbon Z cub just right, it'll dip a wing, you know, and, and snap on you. Um, he said the roll rate was fantastic. He said, if, I remember. Yeah, you can turn up now on just stock settings or what they recommend. It's awesome. Everything, Everything's good. But if you really want to dial it, it up, he said, you can push this thing to whatever you want. And this thing will roll like a 3D airplane. <laughs> no cool, problem. Which is absolutely right. Cool. <laughs> That's the um, feature I remembered him talking about. And the other cool thing they did was it's it, it varies anything from a four cell to six cell. He said, if you want to put a four cell in this thing, and cruise around at a walking pace, it'll do it. No problem. You want to put a six cell in there and just go up there and bang the sticks around. Make it more like a 3D plane at that point. it'll do it. He said the flying characteristics is they're just unbelievable. It's probably better than the Carbon Z Mm -hmm. Cub. So that was surprising That's a selling feature. Yeah, I was like, 
But then I'm like, okay, one problem I have with the Cessna 150 is, look, the, it's the pants. Yeah, you got it's wheel pants on it with little tires. And he to goes, grass. I, I understand that. He goes, but you'd be surprised how well did the the Cessna actually handled the rough ground. And for one, he had a point. You know, most tail draggers, if you don't have big enough wheels or whatever, you, you get into some rough ground, it noses over. You know, a tail comes up on the, on a tail dragger and you're the props eating the ground. This is tricycle gear, Andre. So, like, yeah. you're going to be able to take quite a bit more rough ground. It's not going to want to nose over. Sure. Same thing on landings. You're in a rough field and you get a nice landing and it comes down on the – on the nose gear, you know, you don't have to worry as much as far as it nosing over. Sure. So he had a good point there. So two, I said, well, say my ground's really rough and I'm worried about the wheel pants or, you know, whatever. He said, no problem. You take the wheel pants off, you put bigger tires on it. Cause he mentioned the skis are easy to get on there. Too. Yeah. So it'd be similar to putting like skis or so something on there. You, he said, you would yeah. have no problem if you want to put bigger off. tires off. He said, they've had skis on it. You can put the dual bro do bro skis on it and fly it all winter long. The carbon Z floats fit on it. So that's interchangeable. So oh, wow. there was a lot of good selling points with that thing. And then, and again, it was just something where like, it was cool. We liked it, but wasn't sure as my cup of tea, but after talking to Matt and you see all the little design the wings breaking down was huge. Yeah. That was a big thing. Cause that, that's one thing you don't like taking the carbon Z cause yeah. you have to take it apart. It, yeah, I know it, you mentioned that right, before. Right. Right. Trying to get it to the field. Yeah. Questions so on that, did you? I want to know. First thing I'm going to ask you then is, did you did you say so? Carbon Z Cub version 2.0. Um, do you think they would do it? Like, so so are they are they testing the market? You know, to see how this goes through. I mean, obviously it's a neat design exercise to improve on their Cub, but are they testing the market to see you know what the reaction is going to be and if they want to keep pushing the bigger size airplanes? That's a good question. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't really we really didn't get into that. Um, I I think you know obviously a lot of these bigger planes are coming out. Maybe they are you know the, as the technology develops, the batteries are getting cheaper. And again, if you don't want to buy the big expensive uh, six cells, you know you can yeah. you could fly it on a four cell, and just, and just do you know lazy circuits with it if you want touch and goes or whatever. Fly backwards yeah. in a ten mile an hour wind, you know. I don't know. My only downside side to it, and it's it's actually real minute. It was I, I was surprised, and I think Adam mentioned that they didn't have the see through windshield on it that it's actually just a decal the gray decal but it's not that's not a huge point you're looking for flying features yeah. and stuff but it, yeah, that's the only, yeah. that, i mean if i'm really nitpicking that's a really silly thing to nitpick the, other than that this thing is absolutely awesome yeah. in my mind and and mike that was something like when we talked about it, you probably never even had that on your radar did you no like you never no even, but now i'm like my only concern is where am I going to store another large plane? I don't even have my timber hanging up. Yes, and, <laughs> you, like, and you know, Mike. Uh, but yes, after that, going through those features, the breakdown and stuff, that is so cool. Here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. Well, we don't have the fund yet, but like maybe here shortly, we get enough money rolling in. We'll buy one. We can get one. <sighs> That'd be so And then cool. we could actually just Put it in the back to back compare that sucker oh. with the Carbon Z Cub. This is what yeah, would be so cool. Yeah. That would yeah. be so yeah. much fun. Right. Oh my God. Back and the big back. field grass and everything. Yeah. Oh. Everything. Flying characteristics. You know, we could break it down. Like you break one down, I break to see what the difference yeah. in time is. Oh, that would be so cool. You know, I think. 
<laughs> Look, yeah, I talked to him about interesting. And see, see what it will fit into, what car it will fit into, and stuff like yes. this. Yeah, or just yeah, we could even video do a little video or, of us packing it in the vehicles and stuff too. And uh, Patrick Murphy says we can keep it at his house. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, when we want to fly, you have to be here, yeah. drop it off, and ready to go. You can keep it at your house and do whatever you want, but I want it here when we're ready to go. That's fine. Prepped. No problem. Batteries charged. <laughs> hand over the controller. I want it ready to go, Patrick Murphy. Ready yeah. to go. If uh, Hobby King would hurry up and release their GT Tundra, yeah, you know, then we could have like you know a big. We could have the high wing. Well, yeah, the high wing shootout. Yeah, yeah the big oh, high wing shootout. Different sizes. <laughs> oh man, was... see, my budget's more for the F four F Wildcat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can put that in I a corner you. of my basement pretty easily. <laughs> This is true. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Good stuff. Um, well, I think that's about it for the show. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything. I was going through my pictures. I yeah, I don't think. You know, uh, a lot of everything else was, was vendors. I know you looked at that one that it's the old, almost like the Wright Brothers type thing with all the cables. We hey, and I don't know detail. what that thing was. I don't was. remember what Adam, it's called, Adam probably the, the detail and yeah. stuff though was phenomenal. That's yeah. one thing we kind of stopped and looked at mm -hmm. a little closer, I remember. Yeah. Which was, and I think it was there the year before too. But And there is a guy there, I probably should have got his name and information. Um, when you first walked in the door, the B-17s, he actually is building B-17 kits. Weren't they like around yeah. two, two was it 2000? Uh, right, like 1900, yeah. yeah. But they were beautiful. Oh, man. Large scale, awesome. huge B-17. Yes, yes. And, you know, Adam was drooling over him a little bit. He had one there that was like half built, kind of showed you the construction and everything. And then, and then he, he had, had another one. Well, I think he had the interior outside. Yes, of it, so you he could did. see that. And mm -hmm. that was really cool to see that. And I remember us looking into the, was it the GB? That's remember, what, that's I, mean, what, I know what yeah. you're talking about, but you had the camera inside oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at the cockpit and yeah. stuff. And then I, I, I got my picture with that. Uh, what was oh, it, yeah. Satin? <laughs> what was the pink satin? What was, I don't even remember. Not the, was it, it was the Amelia Earhart or something. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did that too. But I was thinking about that pink plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Andre, what do you have there? Let me throw you up on camera. I know you've been posting some pictures about that and was real really shocked that you picked this thing up what is it why did you buy it i mean what's what's the story behind this thing i'll put it down first but uh this is so so every year um you know the guys around here say uh, put you back ah, there Every year, uh, you know, the guys switch it up, you know. So this one's been, been in someone's span for a little while. That is an E-Flight Beechcraft Stagger Wing. So that is a well-discontinued airplane yeah. E-Flight. Um, it was bought as a kit and everything. And uh, I picked it up used for a really good deal. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted something new and interesting. I'd seen it fly before uh, from the owners. Same guy got the actually got my first FR Sky Radio from, and also the uh, the FW one ninety. So, uh, but so I just I thought, ah, oh, what the heck, you know? It's, it's it was a good deal, uh, and uh, it looked kind of neat. It's a it's a pretty attractive looking aircraft, and mm -hmm. but it's funny. I was going back through all the reviews and everything, and way back when. You know, and it's like this thing must have come out in like 2011, 2012. Oh my gosh, uh, I didn't realize it was that old. 
Yeah, so it, it's long out of the. It's you know actually I have a spares kit for it and everything, so that's what made the deal kind of nice. So mm-hmm. I've got a box with a with a previously um, loved frame. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> had an incident, so I've got all kinds of spare parts for it. So ah, what the heck, you know? It was it was just a cheap pick me up kind of thing, you know, and you know used plane. Not that I need another airplane in, in the hangar, but it's like you know what, this is cool, and I do like to buy wings. I was trying to get um, he uh, the guy who was selling it had an SE five, and I was trying hard to get oh. my hands on that one but i was like you know i was too slow on the draw and uh. then and then there was that uh, there was a moment of weakness and i almost i almost snapped up a 1450 millimeter t28 from airfield but uh, that's huge it was yes. a big plane you know yes. and i'm like ah I, lo- I would love it it was gray and we know how much i mm-hmm. love dark gray planes mm-hmm. um <laughs> so i was like eh, you know so i said okay let's uh let's 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 behave so the stagger wing is uh, you know it's under a thousand millimeters wingspan but two wings obviously yeah um it has the flaps it has retracts built into it but not the not the pneumatic retracts that the, the kit initially came with so these are just you know normal ones mm-hmm. and uh you know it you know picked up a put an fr sky radio so it's it's all ready to go i even got the file from the guy for for my radio so uh, i'm like yeah what the heck you know something different yeah, it's it looks cool different. though it does i'm interested to see Again, that's one of those things where it's a beautiful looking airplane. I don't know yeah. if they just didn't sell a lot of them or people weren't interested or whatever. It's like, you know, well, I guess it is older, but why Why did they discontinue it? You know, there's just seemed like so many good products out there. I, it's probably a money thing. They just, you know, you're, they're not selling yeah. as much. Why keep the molds around and continue to build parts for it? And you know what I mean? But it's just a shame. There are so many good older planes I feel like this grumpy old guy at the field now with the way I'm talking on this yeah. podcast. This is terrible. Stop it. <laughs> move forward. Stop move it. forward. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> anyway, it just, you know, I get bummed out, I guess. You know, we we're like we were talking with the Wildcat. We love that airplane. It's just it's, it's going to sit on date the show. Yeah. Says, isn't it? Uh, Grumpy old guys on the <laughs> FRC After Hours podcast. I'm listening to those guys no more. They're old and grumpy. We're talking about products we can't even get our hands on. Actually, yeah, where's our belly landers? Where do we get that? I have a spare set of lower wings for this airplane, so I could make it a belly lander if I was crazy enough. But, uh, you know, I think I'll stick with three tracks. Where do we get Matt Andron on there and talk about belly landers? <laughs> All right. Matt the bellies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. did you hear that uh, they cleared Harrison Ford? I just read an article this week. They oh. re-cleared Harrison Ford to go back to flying. Oh my gosh. What are <laughs> I don't they think thinking? he got a fine or got in trouble. or You, you got to wonder. He's probably got some extra posters lying around from, yeah. you know, from like from release number one. I'll just sign. Here you yes, go, kids. Here, exactly. Here go. <laughs> when I die, these will be worth a lot. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. You know, we were talking a little bit about it at, at lunch yesterday, yes. and we were trying to remember, like, how many – we should probably Google it – how many crashes he's had. Like, we were thinking he had the one in the golf course. Adam seems yeah. to think he crashed a helicopter a while back. on the taxiway. And then landed on the taxiway, and then there might have been one <laughs> other incident. I'm like – when are they going to pull this guy's license? Like, how, how long are they going to let him go? I mean, how old is he 74? Yeah. So, I don't That's know. That's when you just got to pull the license. <laughs> with, all these, with all these incidents. Yeah, like, uh, Mr. Harrison, we're going to pull your medical card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And the guy's got a lot of hours. I mean, he really does. It's, like, why is he yeah. making these trivial mistakes? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, how about we'll uh, read some emails and we finally got some coming in and get some crash stories. How does that sound? Sounds good. That'd be good. I actually had a couple on Facebook uh, when we were kind of in the transition there. And I found one, Andre. I'm going to read it because I I don't know if I missed it or I forgot about it. There's one on here by uh, Jason Strange that he sent way back like in August. And I don't know if we talked wow. about it. And I read through it, and I don't remember it. I hope you're listening. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to your crash story, Jason. Jason. If if we read it, I'm reading it again. Uh, you're back on. If not, I apologize. I, you know, I must have just overlooked it. But we're going to read it anyway and get through it. So this is from Jason Strange. It says hi all. This is my latest crash story. Let me start the scene. A nice summer day at Sebago Lake Park in Maine. We were there for our annual family reunion. We were right next to a church group, right in the middle of listening to the preacher. I had my E-Flight Apprentice and it was on floats and already put one battery through it, no problems. So the second time, my brother wanted to give it a go. He's flown in a bit at my field, so I put it in beginner mode, got some altitude under it and passed him the transmitter. So no buddy box or anything, he just said, here you go, have at it. He flew it out over the lake, made some turns and headed back towards the shore at a reasonable altitude. As he was getting closer, I advised him that he should be starting to make his turn, but it was no use. It seems the wind up that high and a bit stronger at that altitude he was flying at was blowing straight towards the 75-foot-tall pine trees. And being in beginner mode, the controls didn't have enough authority to make the turn back to where they were, which I've seen that before. That's happened with the, um, the Delta Ray a few times. Well, there you are. 20 people from our group watching and at least that many or more from the other group around us. And oh, remember the church group? So the plane strikes the tree at the top. And like we've said before, foam is surprisingly loud when it kind of shatters. So the plane strikes the tree, tumbles through several branches and loudly makes its way to the ground about 100 feet behind the pastor of the church group. So all the attendees got a good view of it. I apologized to them when we were all and we were and they were all more concerned about my plane that was ruined and told me that was the most exciting sermon they'd seen. Uh, bad, bad, bad. The wing had several large gouges in it, one float torn off and various other dents and abrasions, but it'll fly again soon. I felt really bad for my brother because I had not I, I, if I had not gotten him out of trouble sooner, the crash might not happen. I told him it was not his fault. And hey, if we fly him, we'll crash him and not to worry about it. He offered to buy a new set of wings, but I just offered that you spend time with me and we'll just fix it and put it back together. So uh, that's cool. That was his uh, story. I, I just, thought that was pretty good. He should be thankful came out of the tree. And oh why does Lord. it usually <laughs> always happen like a, a horrendous crash story when there's 9 million people oh, around yeah. always? Well, I know why it happens to me because I buckle under pressure. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, we're so winning this build challenge. <laughs> this next one is from Michael Rosnick, and he's got two of them. And one of them, I was like looking at his pictures. I don't know if I'd want to fly this. The first one, I believe, is from a F five Star F O. Oh, I'm sorry, F one hundred four Star Fighter. It's a seventy millimeter ducted jet. Thing looks scary. It says I have two crash stories. First one. 
was one of the most intimidating looking EDF jets I've ever flown. It's a free wing 70 millimeter F-104 Starfighter. And if you've ever seen one, it looks like a lawn dart with short little stubby wings on it. It flew surprisingly well given its tiny wings and huge fuselage. The next day I was out the field and had the entire field minus one older club member who was watching me fly the pits. Oh, I'm sorry. He was watching him fly from the pits. I taxied out, took off, flew a couple circuits before setting up for a full throttle pass. So there I was, full throttle at about 20 feet off the deck, probably going close to 100 miles an hour. In order to keep up with it, my eyes were watching a bit farther in front of the jet, so I'm not really paying attention to what's behind. As the plane shoots by the runway, the older gentleman shouts out, That's some system. It is incredible. I have just enough time to think, wait, what did he just say? Before my fan completely seizes in the climb out. As I said before, the 104 is a little more than a tube with some tiny wings on the side with some fins. As I'm climbing out and turning, trying to come back towards the runway, I push full forward stick and attempt to glide it as I'm trying as I'm lowering the gear. But it's already in a deep stall and belly flopped onto the tall grass along the edge of the field. The fuselage was broken half. Gear badly bent, but otherwise not that bad. I later put it back together. I'm still flying it to this day and with a new motor and a new fan and a new paint job. There's a picture of the – that's what they look like. Oh, man. That's right up your alley. Oh, yeah, you, I did see that you one. You horse? Yeah. I, no, I told They're Mike, awesome. he, you know how he loves ducted fan jets. He's good. <laughs> ducted jets? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah get one of those. Uh, Widowmaker. We <laughs> We were talking about Chad gets first plane again. My cousin oh my and I were just ducked in. <laughs> Why do we? Why do we all want? We that all summer? see the jet. That's the first thing. <laughs> They're so sleek and yeah, design. Like, this is going to oh, be awesome. <laughs> Ten seconds of pure awesomeness. <laughs> this thing's going to zip across the sky. Yeah. Cut through. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Here's my poor Michael again. Number two crash. I hope it didn't all happen right. You know, I have an FMS 1500 millimeter P47. First off, a little bit about my background. I'm kind of a nut about detail and particularly picky with P47s. When I got the plane, I was, it was absolutely gorgeous, but I could, couldn't just leave it stock. Who wants to leave an airplane stock? None no, of us want to do that. No, no. The four blade, the stock four blade, wasn't enough for me, and I wanted to scale size massive four blade prop on it so i brought bought the prop and motor from the bigger 1700 millimeter p47 and managed to get it to all fit in the plane (laughs) this just doesn't sound right (laughs) anyway uh first couple of flights were amazing it was everything i could ask for in performance since i could fly very slow a buddy and i decided to shoot some air-to-air footage with his phantom so I spent a couple of flights putting around the field at minimum power to get a nice shot. After that, the crowd had built up in the pits, watching us fly together, and the Phantom was running out of battery. A couple of the guys kept saying things like, is that all the power it's got? And talking about how it was so slow. So I threw in another battery thinking, well, I'll show them. <laughs> I took off and made a high-speed pass along the edge of the field. Full throttle, and the plane was bolting along really fast, probably about 50 feet off the ground, looking like a pylon racer. Then, all of a sudden, I couldn't believe my eyes. The front of the plane exploded in the foam. It looked like someone had stuffed a hand grenade in the cowling and pulled the pen. Chunks of foam went in every direction. The motor shot out of the side, spiraling off like an unbalanced cannonball. So it just pulled itself right out. It just pulled it apart. 
This when literally, yeah. <laughs> you imagine that you're in your moat, whole front of your couch just rips right off the front of your plane. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, it outpowered the frame. The rest of the airframe frame gently glided into a tree line and was highly damaged, but the motor. Prop and firewall never were never found. found. <laughs> 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 oh, that is great. <laughs> I still don't know what happened, whether the prop threw a blade or the entire motor mount was pulled straight out of the plane, but it was one of the craziest looking spectacles I've ever seen. I bet. I bet. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Now, that's a, that is a good crash story. Nothing like overpowering <laughs> your frame. Huh? Yes. Yes. I could see you doing that, Chris. <laughs> when you I, first started out, you said you wanted to hype. Surprise. I've done it hundreds of times. I mean, I've overpowered everything, but I've never had – I've, I've had motor mounts come loose. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen that But I've too. never seen one just like shoot right out of the front of an air. <laughs> well, you got to figure, man. He put on that oh, huge that, motor oh, prop from oh, a 1700. All that torque And, and I'm sure he was probably oh, running like God. on a six cell where the normal one runs on like a four cell. <laughs> Uh, to me it sounds like he really overpowered it to the next level when he said he barely got it all to fit in there i mean yeah he's cramming this thing i'm surprised like on on takeoff the bigger prop wouldn't just wouldn't hit the ground yeah cg and stuff oh my gosh uh Uh, let's see some of these are crash stories some of these uh we're gonna read you know all the email kind of that we get in some of these are suggestions for the show and stuff like that but this one's from our buddy Tim Baker, Andre. Hey, Tim. He says, finally, the weather broke, and I was able to get out and made in a few winter builds, including the FT guinea pig, which really flew well and impressed the non-FT club members a lot. But the big news is, is that I broke out the rate. Ah, there's a few Radiant stories, and I love it. Mm-hmm. He broke out the Radiant for the first time. He said, I totally get it. I expected it to be like my Radiant Pro, but it's totally different. It performs beautifully. I got eight decent climbs, 20 minutes of flying with very few thermals, and still had 40% left in my 1500 milliamp three cell. What a machine. I can't believe it looks so similar to the Pro, but performs so differently. Without ailerons, it does these beautiful uh, coordinated turns better than the Pro ever did. Thanks for keeping the pressure up. I was going, it's going to come with me wherever I go out flying. I love those stories. I, I saw one too where a guy was talking about flying a. It wasn't a Radian, but it was something to catch thermal glider type plane. I got it. I like, think it's it's a pretty long story about he how he caught a. Ther- is it that one a thermal uh, one? I'll His look, first I, thermal. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and he he wasn't intrigued by gliders by no means, but he's like, man, you guys got to if if you never tried it, you got to try it because it sold him. It was the most excitement he ever fl- had flying of a RC. Yeah. Huh. Was it the story? Or I don't know. I got one in of? here. He just uh, bought a guy bought a glider and just got yeah. So okay, I don't I'm know sorry. If you I didn't that. Mind a oh no, no, no you're fine. So I, I maybe different. Well, let me listen to yours before I share okay. anymore because it probably is that one. This next one is from our bu- buddy Derek Fernandez. Uh, Derek, I I don't know how you do it, buddy. You have a lot of crashes with a large, like massive, big, large scale airplanes with big boat. I I would quit. Yes. Quit. And recently, Andre, <laughs> yeah. I know we were talking about Derek here. He just sent me a message. Might have been last, late last night or this morning. He just bought a real ASK twenty one glider. 
Well, he's that's a, in the real thing. Is the real thing. He's been a gr- glider pilot since he was 14. He just bought a real glider. Because he sent me like, oh, that's kind of nice. You, and he's like, you know, I was like, is it RC, right, or real? He's like, oh, no, no. He sent me a picture. Of, it's a real glider. I was like, holy nice. cow. He's, he's in the chat right now. Oh, okay. All right. So Derek says, I land... Um, he says, actually, I landed this this one this time, but it wasn't good. <laughs> so what happened was I, I was flying my 80-inch L4 on a 30cc equivalent from turning it when I noticed my gear was a little wobbly. I decided it would be best to land. I set up the plane to land. The gear failed completely. I barely landed well and had to send this so people know what to check. With all tail dragger planes from Cubs to Timbers, make sure to check your gear springs and that they're actually on the airplane. The, the plane springs which held the gear collapsed after takeoff, right after takeoff, and I didn't know it when I was in the air. So, in other words, he took off, his gear springs either broke, maybe hit a bump or whatever, broke the springs or, or didn't pay attention and then, you know, came in to land. So, that Lobby thing was gear. probably just flopping around. So that's one of our mini crash stories from Derek. Uh, let's see. Okay. Here's something, and we can talk about it a little bit. This is from Paul Carreria. I think that's how you pronounce that. He says, hey, guys, want to start wishing you and Mike, uh, Andre, David Best, uh, love listening to your podcast, love the bench flying, blah, 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 blah. Here's an idea for a show topic. Maybe you could spend some time on an up. Uh, coming podcast discussing the best FPV goggles on a budget. I would like to get into FPV, but don't want to spend a fortune in case I don't really take it there. And it seems there are so many options out there. Also, can you do a product review on the E-Flight Optera when you get a chance? Um, I've been considering getting one, but I uh, would like to hear your opinion first. Yes, hopefully soon we'll get the Optera and get a proper review on it. But so far, um, if you're even considering the Optera, you want a big wing that flies fantastic, do a little FPV, go for it. But I'm just telling you now, it's a huge wing. you got to <laughs> take it apart. Maybe start with something a little smaller first, possibly. But if you have some smaller wings and want to go bigger, yeah, the Optera is fantastic. And it, it, as Mike can attest, yeah, it's a – handled the wind just fine. Yeah, I mean, we were flying in 30-mile-an-hour winds. It had absolutely no problem. Everything so far that we have done with it, we've liked and – it, it, it's a good flying platform. Just make sure you put the tail fins on the right way. Yeah, make sure you put the <laughs> tail fins on it. We got a little confused. Um, as far as FPV goggles, I mean, we've talked Ooh. about it quite a bit. There's tons out there. Actually, Flight Test did a little uh, video a while back that had a bunch yeah. of um, FPV goggles, the cheaper kind. We've talked to a lot of other people, and even I agree with the RC sailors a little bit. Um, Nate says he's got the cheaper hobby king uh cyclops right the cyclops andre i think they are yeah they've got yeah the the mono ones yeah yeah and they just come out with version two and we talked about it here a couple podcasts ago and i think honestly for the money they're right around i think 60 bucks everybody i talked to really likes the cyclops goggles yeah i see you showing your your fat sharks um so i think Personally, I don't know if anybody – do you agree with that, Andre? That's probably one of the best, cheapest routes to go is something like that. Yeah, there are definitely some entry-level ones. Um, 
Josh, who's a, uh, a British uh, fan who I talk to pretty often. Actually, I guess the biggest thing I ask people to, you know, what they're interested in. Are they interested in the single optic design or they mm-hmm. want the duals? And um, as I learned from my experience, I when because I started off with my lower res fat sharks, um, I can't handle the single screen as well. So that's you know, so I picked up my Attitude V2s used on a good deal. Yeah, I can't um, do the one screen either. So oh. exactly, it's like if we start off in a certain way, you're gonna fly that way because yeah. you just become comfortable yeah. and natural, right? And and um, so the one the Josh managed to pick up a set of um, teleporter V5s on mm-hmm. a really good deal, and he seems pretty happy with that because they came with a transmitter and everything, the kit. So it's mm-hmm. a you know you look around for the deals and you try some some stuff out. Uh, but I know, like I said, I've tried flying with a single screen, and it's just it's, it's just weird to yeah, me for whatever reason. Too. It's just my now, eyes don't like it. Now on this topic, Chris, you flew the goggles. Is it harder to transition? I think it's harder to transition to the one screen because you're more comfortable with the one screen did you ever fly with the goggles is it a hard harder tra- hard transition as it is for us going to oh, the one screen all right i'm gonna throw my two cents in here and i'm I, just curious because i'm like right we're so natural to the duel you know and i'm just wondering which way is harder i think this is a personal opinion if you haven't flown anything so you don't haven't flown with with the the dual lens or the fat sharks or haven't tried the, the single screen i think whatever you get into that's what you're going to get accustomed That's to. That's what he said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I want to hear your take I, on it. I don't have a problem. I can throw on the fat sharks and fly with. Now, do I like it as well? For me, no, I don't. It's but I don't like, like the to, view. To Andre and I, it is extremely uncomfortable. Like, you, it, I, I, how how uncomfortable is it for you though? It, it's not. I know you're more natural to the one screen. For me, not, it's it's like nauseating uncomfortable. It, it can be for the one screen. <laughs> now. And, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Do you get nauseated by it? No. No. See, that, I think that, that tells you right but do, there. But I think yeah. you have to get accustomed to it, and, and it might take a little bit of time because you are so – you've been you, flying with fat sharks for yeah, so long. Yeah, but I'm saying like as soon as you put on the goggles, you weren't <laughs> nauseated, correct? No, but we, I – We were. There's a difference. I think well, that's I mean, the what you're natural with. I, I was going from my fat shark teleporters with like you know no resolution yes. to <laughs> I know to we're not too compar- much resolution, but I'm I'm just saying like I, I I almost felt like I couldn't fly. It was that absorbent absorbing. Yeah. Was that good or is that bad? It was bad. Well, it made me sick. I mean, yeah. and really even Wayne didn't doesn't Wayne have issues with certain types as well? Well, I think Wayne's always had issues with a little bit of motion sickness, whether no matter what goggles he's. He's had on, but, now, the, I, but I, the head I, plays helped. Uh, help make it worse, or no, better, better. It, it helped him. He was able to fly with the head plays a lot better than yes, yes. Yeah, For one, he can else, wear his glasses so. too with the yeah. head plays. Hmm. And it, it's just interesting. All, I just, yeah, I it's don't all know. personal preference. Like I say, I think whatever you start with now, I know you get a comfort level, obviously. Yeah, but I'm just. You know, if you're trying to do a comparison, I, I was trying to try to do as equal comparison as I could think of. I think it's all personal sure, preference. Sure. You know, if, and, and what kind of money you're going to spend. You're not really going to get in, Andre, I don't think, into a pair of fat sharks for around $60 like you can uh, no, you know, the Hobby no. King Cyclops. No. And it's a it's a good, especially the is, V2 is a good quality goggle yeah. for 60 bucks. That's yeah. hard to beat. As beautiful what as I, your head play is, it's like... I don't know if I could fly with it all day. I just, I don't know. Wow. I'd struggle with it. 
It's like sitting in front of an IMAX theater. It is. And and you know what? Yeah. It might just be me, in all honesty, because I think I just get that type of motion. I know some people are more affected Here, by it, and I think I'm one of those people then. Here's just a little example. Wayne was telling me, this was quite a while ago. Um, I think when you were down here in May, Andre, Chad threw on the head play goggles, right? Remember that? Yes. He, throw them on he, and he was like, wow, this is pretty cool, but I'm not really sure I like them. Again, because he's coming off the fat shark. Sure. And if you oh, come off the fat of shark time on the and you go shark. right into the head yeah. play with that kind no, of that, screen. I understand. That's huge. Right. But later on, you know, um, since they teamed up again. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne and, and um, Chad teamed up again. He was flying quite for quite a while, I guess, Wayne was telling me, under the head play. And after he, he wore him for a little bit, got accustomed to it, and was using him, he absolutely loved them. Okay. He's like, man, these things, once you get adjusted to them. And again, you can – it's it, they're like the fat charts. You, you can, can adjust. Yeah, them. you can change the, the bezels in, inside and change you know the different – what is it, bezels? What is I it will called? say it was more beautiful. I mean, I thought it was more beautiful. It's mm-hmm. just too much for me to take. Yeah. I mean – I don't know. I I really think it's just something you got to get accustomed to. So again, personal sure. preference. I'm just trying to share I know, I, with it. I'm interested in sure. it. So I'm taking everybody's opinions. <laughs> I, if I started out with a pair of fat sharks and wore them all the time, I'd probably be like you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So but I mean, I mean, look, I flew, I flew with my my teleporter V3s forever, oh, and it wasn't until last too, year so when I, I threw on the other goggles that I realized how much resolution, resolution I was you were missing out. Yeah. On. Oh my god. And then gosh. you know, I got the attitudes, and I went to fly. What was it? I went to fly the Bixler with the old Hobby King Pilot HD camera, and I'm like, oh, this camera is actually terrible. So I landed it. Because, I mean, I've been flying other things which had better resolution, right? And uh, now it's just like, okay, the stand, the, 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 the level of required standards are, are up. Yeah, you no, can't go back. I no, 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 no. And even brutal. these, these are good goggles, but interestingly enough, I find like there's um, – on the fat trucks, you've got the adjustable for the lens, the, the view, the and I find I can't set them out far enough. Like the mm-hmm. overlap is just yes. a tiny, tiny bit too narrow for me. But, you know, maybe my head's odd shaped. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mike Finley just made a comment. He says, man, I really need to try the head place. Mike Finley, if you have a Phantom 3 Pro and you don't have a set of head place, you are completely missing out. Completely. Get your module on there. Get well, it. He has a map. Well, the map got a map too. No, it can't no, do that. I was no. wondering. Um, That's and I've me. I've talked to Andre about this a million times. I love FPV. You know, going out flying the tricopters or whatever. That's fun. Or doing our little inductrix for here. aerial photography. Slower moving head plays would win. Yeah, o- over top. My, of my point being, flying just. At like FPV, throwing some FPV on like say a wing or a glider and just like cruising around FPV with the normal FPV camera and that setup and everything. To me, I can't – I don't like it anymore because the Phantom 3 with the head play goggles completely ruined it for me. I mean completely. You yeah. get up there and throw them head play goggles and you go cruise around with them be- that beautiful, beautiful view. high definition oh. view. Everything looks fantastic and it's in great detail and your cruiser it's amazing. Like a movie theater. Yeah, like a real, you know, you're sitting on the front yeah. of an airplane and then you go throw one of those cheap $40 FPV cameras on that to me look like garbage and go up there and cruise around <laughs> for the sights. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, I can see that. Now, wait, I can see that. 
like I say, flying around tricopter where you're, you're, you're banging the sticks right, and doing with your like buddies, that. That, that's, that's okay. Different. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that buzz. Absorb through. the environment yes. with it. Yeah, because you're just sure. cranking around. Yeah. You're just looking you're, at where you're going. It's all the flying experience, not absorbing the the scenery. Yeah. Type right. Thing. Right. So, so, so what Chris needs on his big Optera wing is the Conex HD downlink yes. system, so he can fly with his his right. you yes. know his head place. Head place. I would be I, totally um, happy with that. It's funny because I was really hard set on putting in the. Um, the expanded module on my my Phantom, but now with the range limitations, I'm like, yeah. But I still might look at if I can pick up a set of used head plays or something, something with HDMI. I'd probably still look at the module for my remote. That way, I could do exactly what you're saying, Chris, and just fly with that versus the remote. So yeah, or sorry, versus you know relying on the tablet. Sorry. Right. And I and I think Andre, we had you under the head plays, right, when you were here. Oh yeah, yeah. I flew I flew your Phantom with the head plays. No, what... did I? No, I just used the screen. Okay. I just used the screen. I think. I don't well, rem- no, I think it was just on the screen that night. We will definitely get the goggles out. And Mike Finley, if you do make it up in May, we will get you under those goggles. It will change your life, buddy. And change your FPV life. Mike, you got to get in touch with Chris because he's got an open invitation for yeah. you, buddy. So if so. you can make it up, come on up. We'll we'll get you out there under the goggles for sure. So cool. I think that's. I think we touched. I think yeah. So yeah, we uh, covered the goggles. Paul? Yeah, whatever you know. Look at your budget. Look at what you might, you know, think you want to do FPV and, you know, make a decision. That's about all I can tell you on that one. Uh, Okay. Let me get my phone back up. Next one. Here was a suggestion on it, and I'm going to read it and see what you guys think. I was a little on the fence with it. Uh, I got an email. He did. uh, Oh, it's from Mike. Mike, did you send this in? (laughs) No. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) So I just listened to the first podcast and an idea stuck uh, for me that aren't into Patreon. You guys could have a shared sheet for products that you want to get reviewed and listeners could select one that they would buy and most mostly would probably work best. Ship it, ship them to you guys for reviews. Then you could mail them to the listener that bought them. So in other words, they would buy it, we review it, and then we'd ship it back. I don't think that's going to work. No, I don't think no pressure. No, no, yeah, no. Exactly. I'm already on pins you seen how we fly? Yeah, you don't want me flying it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he says, I figure a lot you of You might people- have to go get your product out of the tree over there, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Like way you're gonna retrieve As it. Mike says, he folds he folds like a cheap, cheap lawn chair under pressure. And I don't fly other people's stuff. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to build up the courage to do. I don't care how cheap or silly it is. I just have a hard time sharing the buddy or the transmitter. Mike says he thinks a lot of people who wouldn't mind having a scuff or two on a model they would buy anyway, especially if you guys got a review out of it. I I think Mike honestly, my personal opinion, the Patreon would help us better. The Patreon participants, whatever you want to call them. I do like the suggestion, though, of listing some products and seeing what the highest hits are that people want to see. That's That's kind of a cool concept. That's what we would do. We're going to take you know, our idea is to like take that. our Patreon customers when we, we get some money rolling in and say, okay, so here's a list. In, here's a list. What do you guys here to vote? Yeah. Put a vote. Okay, this is yeah. what we get. Then we can fly it. If, if it survives or it isn't beat up too bad, Maybe we can. Because there is a lot of good products out there. And we'd have to limit it some. And that's a good way to do that. Right. Right. So that's, uh, you know, one idea we had, you know, with Patreon. Keep them guys involved. Do something for them until we get some other things going. So, uh, okay. This one's from Devin Crum. 
He says, I know the After Hours did a radiant gaggle at Flight Fest last year. Hearing Podcast One, you should also organize a DLG gaggle. Just please do a better job of announcing it so we can participate. I don't know. I mean, we could think about it and see if we had, but I think the problem with the DLG gaggle is with the radians, it was easy that we got everybody up above the main field. Like we were way up above traffic, could go cruise around. And I didn't even know where I was at, so it was perfect. And Mike had no idea where he was at. Andre almost crashed because he lost his. I mean, it was a whole ordeal. Now, if we could get a little spot maybe and organize something and get some DLGs, I don't have a problem with that. You know, uh, Andre just got a DLG here a while back. You get him out there. That's fine. I, You know, but oh, look what at the lights. Heck? Was that for night flying or is that for your radiance so you don't lose it? radiant at Flight Fest. <laughs> well, you know, Wayne had Wayne had lights on too. Yeah, but, but when you, get, sunlight, way, you yeah. get way up there, you're, you're not. You're flying not, in the night, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Yeah, ain't no lights for strobe you. Strobe or something, something. Well, actually, I think I honestly, I think just a strip of green underneath will do me fine, just for something. Boy, good luck. But, uh, I mean, Mike had black stripes all over. He couldn't right, tell the which X, big X's. Yeah, it the big X's after like hundred feet. I was like, oh, geez. yeah, and, it's all, and, everything's and a black know, silhouette up and, there. And we know every year it gets bigger. Yeah, I think the problem with the DLGs is it would have to be like you could probably only launch like two or three people would do a run and then the next two or three yeah, people would do a do run like, and the next yeah. two or three people, right? Because you're going to have people launching and, you know, no one yeah. wants to scrunch up a nice DLG, right? No. We all, we, we kind of guard them a little bit more, I find. I baby mine a little bit more. I mean, you're throwing too. it hard, but no one wants to wrinkle up a I nice think, plane. I think people would have a hard time transporting them to the event too, possibly. Yeah. They're such a large yeah. frame in general. Well, unless you got the smaller I stuff. Yeah. And then now they got a lot it of foam. It would be kind of cool to do, like, like you said, the lines... And whoever wins, just keep, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Keep competing mm-hmm. as you're going through the line. Yeah. If you do time, you know, longest, the easiest thing, right. like longest right. up type Or thing. we could do maybe a little competition, put maybe two or three guys up, uh, all up, last one down. That's what I mean. Yeah. Round robin. Yeah. 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 It's not out of the question, I guess. And then this little RC bird will come flying by your face and distract you. What? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's I right. forgot about yeah, those I things. Too. That, yeah, that, I did that's too. what happened. Yeah, that's when Andre that... went. Where did my radian go? Oh no! Yeah, not doing that again. I got to You know what, Andre? You, with them lights, I I think I got to be creative and try to figure out something for mine too. <laughs> I didn't want to add the weight. I honestly, I didn't want to add the weight, sure. but it's just like sure. last year. That's exactly what happened. I blinked because that little RC bird went by and I was like, that's cool. And I looked back up and went, Oh, uh, <laughs> which one uh, is mine? Oh gosh. What can we do? Oh, uh, I don't know. I've never had eye strain do you think like those that. Lights would up in the sunlight? I don't oh, know if they will. Not that. No. I don't think they Down will. Down lower. You, you, I yeah. know you could, but when we were up that high and it's a bright day as it is. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> sweats already thinking about it, man. It's oh, a love hate relationship. It. I wonder if I could that. put mirrors on it and it would like. No, no, no. It's like the sun or aluminum foil or something. I don't know. A little, little, little chaff dispenser, you know? Where yeah. am I? You just start putting out flares. <laughs> I need a little smoker out the back. <laughs> That's what I. So when I'm lost, I just hit the little smoker button and I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know for you it might be better to sit and throw some candy out the back or something uh, I gotta do something I know I totally agree with you okay on to the next one this was a question from uh, another listener 
uh, it's never going to happen, but we'll talk about it. it. Says after hours crew, thank you so much for keeping the plane flying. He's talking about the podcast. It's one of my favorites. Been listening since the beginning of day one, and share the joy of flying in RC in general with my daughter. She's three and soon to be son. Also share the hours of entertainment that you've all created. I checked out the new website. It's been looking great so far. That's all, Andre. Thank you, Andre. One thing I didn't see though is a forum. It may not take much. It may not make much sense, but then again, I think it makes perfect sense to have a forum. It's a great way for everyone to talk to each other about RC crash stories, seeking getting help with RC and everything else. I have to say something so clicky, but if you build it, they will come. Either way, forum or not, I love your show. I, I anxiously wait each new episode. Thanks again to all you guys. I was from Nick Kennedy at Brothers Pizza. Brothers Pizza? Hey, we like Nick, we like pizza. No, just kidding. There's <laughs> no way at this point I can see even remotely thinking about a forum. Do you, I mean, Andre, is that I, I, I don't uh, even want the undertaking. The, the man stuff. hours the man hours we have in doing the crossover and just Taking every taking care of everything. Uh, I know I've already looked at the website two or three times, trying to think. Okay, I've got to streamline this thing so I can just post faster, and then eventually we, we need to move it over to a host that that allows all of us to have access for posting and everything. But oh, maybe one day a forum would be awesome. But uh, we'd um, there are enough fantastic forums out there. Yeah, that my exactly. feeling was that they're just you know like we we don't need to take no. away from an environment you know and and I think that's where I really like social media. I mean, basically we have a micro forum going on right now on the Facebook page, and you know and that that's uh, you know we're we're pretty we're pretty quick at responding to questions and everything, mm-hmm. and we're we're slowly getting better at responding to our emails. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, so it's uh it's I. I I really want to avoid overcomplicating this because our focus is doing the show and, you know, being able to provide a decent, you know, show is, uh, it's actually, you know, there's days when we sit there and go, whoa, do we have our content? You know, at least, you know, this week was easy because you guys went to a show. I mean, you know, even I'm going to get out today flying and everything finally, fingers crossed. Um, But yeah. You know, uh, Ryan perhaps mm. suggests maybe a section on the 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 flight test form. Well, that's that is possible. I'm there often dealing with uh, with, with the um, <laughs> with flight fest and so on. So, but you know, I think our Facebook page is is just as effective at this point. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It I, I, I seen kind of too what flight fest went through when they were trying to get their forms going, and because then you need people to monitor. Yeah, and all well, this is, there's a yes, lot of work this is it. maintaining those. I think. Fantastic yeah. thought, but there's just yeah, yeah. too much. One day, oh, we're not yeah. saying no. We're just saying yeah. not right, right not right it away. There's a lot of work behind the scenes type you know? of thing. I think. All right, here's another story. Thanks, Nick. Anyway, I, yeah. I we appreciate it. And and by all means, if it's something you want to undertake, <laughs> go, go, go right ahead. We support you 100. percent Send us some pizza, buddy. All right, this is from our friend Chris Beams. This is another story I read through and just was like, ah. Oh, until that happens to you, it's it, sometimes it's hard to explain about flying gliders. Anyway, Chris says, I've been flying RC for a few years. I was listening to some of the podcasts and the gliders um, and gliders were what they were having fun flying. I was thinking, how much fun could a glider really be? This is the story. I'm is this the sure. one you're I'm thinking? Pre- yes. And that's true. How many people look at a glider and go, that looks so boring. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You were yeah. like, oh, I don't know. This, this isn't it. <laughs> 
And I and I get it. I, I kind of thought the same thing. And, you know, I, but then I started reading a little bit about what are these stupid thermal things? What? You can catch a thermal. And I, I just on a whim, I bought a Radian and just like, if this Whoa. is the story I'm thinking of. This is really cool. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, uh, where was I? Sorry. I thought all you do is watch it slowly come down. So that's basically like everybody else does. You watch the stupid thing go up. Cruise yeah, around. I didn't comes even back know there was down. any lift up, natural right. lift out there. He said, "All you do is you watch it go up slowly, then come down." It seemed really boring to me. He says, "But it's like, it's like a paper plane, you know?" Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he says, "Then I seen here was the RC, the RC sailors have really been coming up a lot lately. There must be really inspiring everybody." He says, "I seen the RC sailors put up the Tower Hobbies Vista BL. Thought that would be kind of cool to try, and it looked fairly nice." So I got one, I put it together, came home, or went out, made it one day, and I tried to fly in 20 mile an hour gust. Now, that's the wrong thing to do with a glider on a main uh, yeah. anyways, 20 mile an yeah. hour. And I'm sure it wasn't good. He says, it was horrible. Uh, Wish I could Dave do the David impression. Horrible. 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 Terrible. Terrible. He that says, was long. That was bad. Wow. He said, yes, I know. Stupid of me, but I wasn't thinking, and I was very unhappy. I blamed the plane and not my bad judgment. Later, I took it to a fun fly on a calm day. What happened that day changed my whole thinking about this aspect of the hobby. I put this beast in the air, shut off the motor, and started hunting. I didn't know what I was go- what was I was doing until the magic happened. I saw a wing dip and it started going up. I didn't know what to do but circle like the buzzards do. It was climbing like crazy, and the next thing I know, all the pilots surrounded me, watching intently as the plane slowly climbs, almost out of sight. Then, still while going, something else amazing happened. I suddenly had company in the sky. I was then joined by some hawks and some turkey vultures. My mind was filled with joy. Then I heard someone say, hey, is that under 400 feet? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. It was the CD of the event. I had no clue how high I was as I was having so much fun. Finally, I brought it in and landed really long. When I got back to my pop-up tent, the questions started coming. Where did you get that? How high do you think you were? Was that amazing? I still remember that day and the goosebumps I got, not to mention the adrenaline rush like I've never had before. No matter the sector of the hobby you enjoy, never doubt the power of trying something different. It still gives me goosebumps to this day. That's the story I was reading. Is that the story? Yes, that he is sent awesome. Sent, sent yep. us a picture. Yep. That is a fantastic story, Chris. I, I appreciate yes. that. It, and it sets me back into some of my thoughts with it, too. So that's awesome. And find some lift. That's one thing. I, and yeah. Exhilarating it I, is. We try to explain on this podcast, and I, and I hope we do a good job. There's so I think many <laughs> different aspects, though, of, of the hobby. There's not just warbirds and gliders and high wing you know, trainers and multi, I mean, this get out there and try some different things. You know, you'd be surprised at what maybe you, you find out you do like, or maybe you don't like. I so don't want to mulch and go fly none of this afternoon. Oh, dude. <laughs> when I went out, took the dog out this morning, I'm looking around going, what oh am I doing? my gosh, it is oh, yeah. so nice. And I'm going to be working some long hours the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for the uh, emails, crash stories we got right now. There might be a couple more, but I think we'll save some. So Sounds good. What do you think? Yes. 
Yeah. What do you I, think, Andre? Something, the couple things I think we've done a pretty solid show. Actually, I was just mentioning on the chat that mm-hmm. we'll have to find a way either on the Facebook or on the on the website uh, for posting some of these these stories that people send us. Yep. You know, just just start an archive of them. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that cool. that that would be pretty fun to have. Yes. You know, and then you could just you know people can just cruise through them and enjoy them. So. Yeah, we can do or that. Or even if they have a video link of something too, it might. Well, be this is it. Yeah. Post then. So right. People can yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Right, and then we can, you know, yep. have a, enjoy all the carnage. Yep. Yeah. Before we really finish, though, there's two things I want to bring up about the Toledo show. Yeah. Thinking go ahead. of my buddy uh, Dave Vinda still here. All right. We had we and I don't want maybe you didn't send them yet, but the, there was a tank there. I, I, I haven't sent it, but I, I absolutely it. thought of you, Dave. And it, it was a really cool detailed tank. I don't know the brand or what model it mm-hmm. was, but it was very cool. And I instantly thought of you, and I'm waiting for that footage. Everyone's waiting for that exclusive footage, so can't wait. And then also, um, the the remote control duck made me think of his. <laughs> Flame goose one. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this had Dave written all over it. So that that was pretty cool. I don't think that one shot flames out anywhere that I could tell that day. So sorry about that. But the duck made me think of you again. So oh, just wanted to share those two little things. Mike, Laura was all over me. She's that's awesome. You could put that in the t- in the pool and every. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. I want an RC crawler truck. I don't yeah. want a duck. duck. I want a truck, not what a duck. Do with a duck. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I'm looking at it, going, that's a tank. Chris, is that gas powered? No, no, no. It's for the water system, so it can squirt people. I'm yeah. like, great. Duck comes up to you, goes quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I didn't look at it closely. I wasn't I really paying either. attention, but it looked like it was a gas or it had a little fuel tank. No, the it, tank was, I heard the guy talking, you could put point? stuff in there and it would squirt stuff out its mouth or something. Oh, really? But it had a, a look like a brushed, I think it was a brushed motor in there. Now, again, I didn't, I didn't look at it I didn't closely at all. pick it up and look it around, but several years ago, some people may remember this, several years ago, Horizon Hobby brought out a duck. It looked just like that. It might have been one. I don't know. But what it was, it had a hook on it. So what it was used for was to retrieve the RC boats. So if you was out driving your boat and you had a problem, you cruised the little duck out there and it had the big hook and you grabbed a hold of your boat and towed it back in. (laughs) Wow. That's originally... The one see, I'm, I th- see. I'm thinking hunting aspects. I want to get my decoys out there in the long line and stuff. That you know what? Well, that's oh. a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. It sucks. You have to put waders yeah. on and all that crap to get yeah, duck. Or have on. your dog there. <laughs> that's there. We go. Mike just got an RC duck retrieval. Shoot your duck that's in the water. That's what it was called. That's what it was called. What? It was called the retrieval decoy 2.4 RTR. Yeah, for Horizon that was, Hobby. That was yeah. it. That was wow. it. We seen that oh, thing come God. out at first. Like, what are they doing? Well, who wants an RC duck? And they realized, you know, what it was for. Oh, I could see a lot of the good things oh, for that. Pretty funny. That is funny. Yeah, I'm so. just looking. Yeah, I put I put the link into the chat. No longer available. No kidding. That's it's terrible looking. <laughs> That's probably. Four, five, six years I'm ago. You remember? I never saw. Well, as soon as I see the duck, the that's what. Yeah. Like, being the light bulb. See, I like, thought a Dave right away. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think of what was out there already in previous years. Oh, that's. Yeah, that it's is. got reviews from. Oh, they go back to like 2010. Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh, I do remember wow. that thing though. Yeah. Did they show the that's big crazy. hook and everything on it? Show- 
Well, I don't Probably know if it had a hook, no but it, I mean, it, it looks like it was basically a boat, and then they just threw a duck body on top. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And again, it had this big hook on it that you drug around, and you know, there's some. I bet a hundred dollars. There's some still some YouTube videos about that thing. You. Oh, probably, I'm sure you Google yeah, it. Duck re, yeah. RC duck retrieval something or whatever. I'm sure it's on there. So. Someone just asked, and we have an opinion on this one real quick, is the Radian versus the XL. Um, well, uh, we, we, that yeah, that uh, we can talk oh. about it a little bit, but, you know, we did a whole podcast on that. So if you go back, uh, actually, that would probably be on the old FT platform. There should be a yep. Radian XL review. And I know we mentioned yep. it compared to the Radian. <laughs> yeah, we often. really kind of dove into what we, yeah, comparison. But it, it's basically just like a giant, regular rating it flies the same same characteristics probably maybe a little less power um and it's just a matter of preference at that point if you yep. want a giant uh radian xl or, or a smaller radian that's that's a preference but thing. on on my end i have a friend who had one dramatically fall apart remember all the flaws yeah so, they did initially um, when it did come out it did have a, a few problems um that you, uh, there was some glue that uh, either didn't adhere they didn't have enough glue in some of the fuselage parts and that but i think that was when it actually initially first come out and that should all be and we talked about that i believe in the podcast mm-hmm. it actually had some on the website with you know let you know about that you could send it back in oh. or re-glue it or you know, whatever yeah. you want. And the do. clarification, sorry, I, I misread it. It was, what's the better one to start with? Definitely the the regular Radian yeah. in that yeah. case. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, the regular yeah. Radian would be much better to start, start out with. Once yeah. you get your feet wet and you really like that and you want something bigger, then by yeah. all means. Yeah, you know. cheaper batteries, cheaper start off and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, once you get going, you'll see. Um, it is actually fun to fly with friends, but then there's just days where you can just pop it up and just cruise around. And, you know, it's it's the ironic part is, you know, if you've got an hour to go flying, um, mm-hmm. you could tie up your entire hour of flying with the Radiant easily. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt All right. about it. All right. Well, guys, I think that's going to be uh, it for us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, RC After guys. Podcast. It was a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, send us your emails. I don't care what it is. Questions, comments, crash stories, whatever you want. Please send them in. RC After Hours Podcast. I'm never going to get this right. Hmm. RC After Hours Podcast at gmail.com. Please send in all your information. Thank you, Patreon people that have supported us. It's fantastic. We're, as we're we excited. speak, working something out to see what we can do for you guys. And hopefully more people will jump in, help us out so we can get some products, start doing a little reviews and get that stuff going. That'd so, be awesome. Can't thanks wait. for joining us. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back. Might be next week. Might be two weeks. We'll see what happens, see what uh, stuff's out there. But uh, we'll definitely be back soon. We'll see everybody later. Thank you. See you guys. See ya.
Oh, 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 oh,